much. It is Saturday. Um, I thought the mother was going to take the baby overnight, so mm-hmm. I could, you know, kind kind of pounce on my on my lady, and you know, do it in the living room, switch it up a little bit. But unfortunately, you know, she she took the baby all day. Um, you, you know, grandparents don't really abide by like the the parental rules, so it was hot outside today. It was like eighty. And you, you know, my baby ain't you know my complexion really. She 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 a tip between the wife and I. So I tell you know I tell her and the wife don't tells be her sweating out my wig now. No 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 no. So you know the, the baby comes back you know tanned, and I was like yo like did you put sunscreen on her? And she's like Craig, show me sun. I'm like my daughter's she she's going to need fucking sunscreen. Like she she half of her and half of me. And more importantly, like, you know, like the last thing you want is to have a baby that's sunburned and won't go to bed because you failed to do that. Um, yeah. My mom was so excited to, you know, to just have the baby for the day that she she completely abandoned the fact that the baby was a baby and was just like, you know, she's going to do everything with me. So she went to go see my grandfather. They went to the park. They hung out. So one thing I did appreciate, but the other is like, oh, like. It's hit or miss. So she took the baby out for the entire day. So she came and picked her up around like 11 and dropped her back off around 730, right? In that time frame, the baby had absolutely no nap, not a single nap at all. So I was like, okay, so it's going to go one of two ways. Either the baby's going to be grumpy as hell mm-hmm. or, you know, like, you know, grumpy meaning like she's going to be tired and just want to go to sleep or she's going to go to sleep for a little bit and then wake up grumpy and it's going to be hard to get her back to sleep because she didn't get that grace period that middle of the day but i guess you know she's sleep now so let's just hope for the best um but yeah the the sunscreen thing that it, it kind of pissed me off i was like you know what as long as the baby had fun fine um with that being said new parents when your parents become grandparents whatever the fuck you're supposed to tell them tell them and reiterate that shit and then reiterate it again because it's not going to work they do not listen they will exhaust the shit out of the kid, but they will not follow a single rule. The reason why I say this is because the baby comes back and the bottle is still full of milk. To which, you know, what you know how form yeah, you you know how you know how formula is. So mind you, I asked my mom, I was like, Ma, like, um, the bottle, like how old is it? Because you know you can't have like the formula is only for an hour. So or else it'll like lump up and shit. So mind you, you can't see it's lumping up until you you physically dump it out. Which anybody who knows how expensive formula is, you don't want to dump that shit out. That's why you ask the question like, how long ago did you make this bottle? So she's like, oh, I made it recently, and I was like, oh, the bottle itself doesn't feel like it was just made recently. You know, room temperature water and formula and how it feels to temperature. It feels like it was sitting outside all day. So mind you, she fed the baby regular human food. I don't mind that. But she didn't give the baby the bottle and then brought the bottle to me. So if I wasn't checking, like, you know, a good parent, I would have probably gave that bottle to, you know, the baby for bed, not thinking about it. And she could have possibly gotten sick because there's fucking lumps in the milk at that point because it's been over an hour that it's been there. So, so, like an irritating baby with the bubble guts. Exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, like, please, 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 I implore you, like, if you have a kid... Or if you have one, plan you know, plan on having a kid. Just get the the 
the parent, your parent, your, you know, the baby's grandparent, great grandparent, just reel them in because they are not going to listen to a fucking thing you say at all. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that that was just my little rant for the moment. Okay. Well, um, um, the girls had a day out with me. I, I gave them a surprise. Took them to one of those, like, you give them. What? Oh, I was going to say, you. I, said, I thought you was going to say the surprise was you showed them the seat from yesterday, but I'm glad you didn't. So. Ah, no. I gave them um, like a surprise outing. We went to one of those indoor trampoline places mm-hmm. and we was in there for like two hours and then they came to me and was like, okay, we're tired. We want to go. <laughs> I was just Nobody's like, seen. what? I was like, what, I used to, to like, dragging them out, be like, okay, it's time to go. It was like, no, nah, we're trying to go now. Mm. They were exhausted, mm-hmm. so that... See, I, like, a part of me can't wait for that phase, but the, mm-hmm. the larger majority of me is like, you know what, I'm, I'm okay with what we got right now. Um, except for the, the daycare. Like, that shit, it's, it's gonna <laughs> hurt so much. It, it's really, it's, God, it's gonna hurt so much. Um, there's so many little things like the baby starts what next month and i'm just my, my pockets ain't ready um like there's gonna be a lot of shit that's changing that's why you know this youtube thing I, you know i implore people to follow me on the on the tube because yeah i'm gonna be pumping out content vlogs and reviews and shit like that because youtube i know for a fact is monetizing so i'm definitely doing that um you know shannon and i have the podcast as well and we have Young Black and Bother. We have She Gets a Podcast. Please subscribe to all these channels because we got kids and we love to be able to afford to make sure that they stay alive forever. So, yeah, go ahead and donate if you're on the stereo app. I want to say that they still have the donate button unless mm-hmm. they decided to, you know, completely cancel the shit out of that. But, you know, I, I've I've said enough. Listen, I use I, I want to thank all of my um, subscribers and people who bought merch. Because I use the company credit card mm-hmm. to go ahead and take the girls out. Mm-hmm. The company accounts. Mm-hmm. Yes, and indeed. I didn't have to touch anything, so that was cool. But, um, you know, we appreciate anything. We appreciate y'all sharing the show while y'all listening to the show. We appreciate y'all commenting. I know we have one person in here. Who is this? John, what's up? Mm-hmm. Um... We're going to have yes, a good okay? Uh, this is mm-hmm. actually a podcast. So if you go on your podcast platform and you put in Loud Mouth Stereo Pod, it'll pop up. Go ahead and subscribe and you won't miss an episode, okay? Um, episodes drop for Loud Mouth on Young Black and Bothered. They also drop on She Gets It Podcast and they also dropped on Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast. So you can't say mm-hmm. you can't. And then the shows are on here until I delete them or Greg deletes them. So, tonight's show, welcome, it's Saturday. I wanted to talk about the real contract. And usually we don't put the real title up because people are like these because they're not creatives. So they take topics. But, I mean, nobody would look at that and understand what it is until we explained it. So, the real contract is basically your personal needs, 
rules, regulations, and agreements to how your relationship with another person is going to go. Now, Greg's contract compared to my contract might be completely different, but that's okay because I'm looking for someone that's completely different to what Greg needs in his contract. And Greg already has a real life contract, which is his marriage and the fact that he is a family man. So his Mm -hmm. contract is probably very short because it's already established. Okay. Mm -hmm. For me, my contract might be a bit lengthy, but I feel like it's good to go through the whys of why I put it and um, the value of it. So we're going to be talking about what would be in your relationship contract. Mm. Any thoughts before I go further? Um, so, uh, I'm trying to, do, do you want to hear the, the, when I was single contract? Yeah. Like, cause I have that contract and then I have the married contract and the married contract is a little bit simple. And I told you the three paragraph one is the, the non-disclosure. That is the relationship one that I feel like other people should use when they get into a relationship, friends with benefits, whatever. So I wrote this out. I, when was this? This was 2008. I wrote this out because there was a girl that I wanted to get with. I wanted to holler at her. And I, I drew this contract out. And the reason for it was it was before friends with benefits. And I just wanted to let her know that I wanted her. But at the same time, like, yo, like there, there's some caveats to it. So let me just get into it. The contract says, please be informed that this is a non-binding agreement, our sexual dalliances, that allows for me to disappear at my own whim and never return. Please note that any attempt to hold the prior statements as some form of binding contract will be denied as such by myself and will void and nullify any previous engagement made to lick your genitalia in the future, period. Next paragraph. I would like to state that I do not assume liability for any distress, emotional or physical, that you might encounter as a result of any sexual or non-sexual acts that are performed on or around you by me in the future. Oh this includes, but it, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm adding play. This includes, but is not limited to, extremely drunken late night booty call requests, any fornication that results in the loss of sleep, uncoordinated walking, or stretch marks. Furthermore. I do not assume liability for any property damage that might occur, i.e. stains, broken headboards, etc. During the course of any sexual encounter that may have previously occurred, nor during any future sexual encounters that may occur from here on out. I am just ensuring that the above statements are not misconstrued as a binding contract for sexual services between you and I. Thank you for your time and cooperation, Greg. Um, the reason why that sounded so professional. Um, anybody who knows my legal field, you know, in my background knows that like, that's how you draw out a contract that way. Nobody can like misconstrue it. Um, that was my way of saying, I want to fuck you. You are going to fuck me. And just letting you know that like you are accepting of this. This is how non-disclosures work. This is how contracts work. That's how my contract worked when it came to relationships or situationships or whatever. Now, obviously, it's a little bit different if you want to do the girlfriend-boyfriend thing. Like, if that is what you do, that's usually, hey, do you want to be with me? Do you want to be with me? And it's like that. But the real contract for the the booty call or the the sex and shit like that, that was what I would send out. 
it would either be in the form of an email or text message. And trust me, you would be amazed at how many people would sign a contract knowing that, you know what, you're actually serious about this. And it will alleviate a lot of drama if you honestly just have, you know, a contract, you know, be it written, formal or, you know, not verbal. I say contracts, they can't be verbal because people will go and retract. But once it's in black and white, they know exactly what the fuck it is. So I would send somebody that and they would agree to it. They would, you know, do the kiki laugh and think it is cute. So I'm like, no, but I actually mean that shit. Like, I don't want to, you know, let you know that, you know, this is a binding contract because it's not. It's not binding. You're welcome to go and leave if you want. You're welcome to say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. But I'm just letting you know that you agreed to what you agreed to before you got here. Mm. And I feel like that's how, honestly, people going forward need to do. They need to start creating contracts for people. Relationships are already a contract. You know, marriage is a contract. Uh, parenting technically is a contract. So when it comes to like any relationships that you have with people, especially mm-hmm. relationships, it, it has to be written out because if like we talked about it, what last episode when we were talking to Baylor, when it comes to like the things that you want and deserve and desire, like that person needs to know. And it's easier to tell them, you know, ahead of time and then just let them know. It's like, you know, what, at the end of the year, when I told you that with Baylor at the end of the year, some couples will go and do like an evaluation of their relationship and say, Hey, that contract that you signed, these are the things I asked you to do. Did you check those boxes? And if you don't check those boxes, be it, you know, 70, 80, 90% or whatever, then you got to fucking go. Like you're wasting my time. So for me, that contract for me, it was fun. And I was surprised that I still had it in my phone. So just shout out to growth though. Shout out to growth. Okay. I like, I like, all right. So, whew. I mean, yeah. you had some things in there. You, that emotional, I'm not responsible shit. That yeah, is you, you, E. You, but I mean, think about it. as a woman, like you should have the same type of contract. You're like, yo, like I'm not, I'm not responsible for like your feelings. Like you're responsible for your feelings. I'm responsible for mine. But at the same time, we can still have a conversation about it. And, you know, all those things are written out in the contract. Now, you know, I had, you know, I looked at a little bit of your notes, but I didn't look at everything because I want to be surprised. So I'm, I'm really curious to see your contract and how you actually verbalize what it means. So. Okay. So in order to fulfill the desire of both parties to continue thriving in this loving and fulfilling relationship, your name goes here and the other person's name goes here. Agreed to the following. All right. First things first on my contract. To be fucking honest, no matter what. Mm. Saying that means don't tell me what you think I need to hear. Don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Don't tell me something in a way where it sounds like it's not a big deal, but the reality is you're manipulating your verbiage so I won't spaz or I won't pull you aside to have a conversation. Be honest, because if you're honest, I can't say that you've never said anything or you never let me know or you are hiding something. Be fucking honest no matter what. 
And I'm going to do the same. Nothing on this list is anything that I'm not willing to do for you. Right? Second Mm -hmm. thing, to communicate effectively. Don't talk at me. Don't leave no notes around the apartment or the house. Don't uh, send me no emails where you could call me and tell me or you could have told me yesterday when you was at the house all day with me. Don't give me no messages through other people because you ain't got the balls to tell me to my face. Like, communicate like we're real adults. Like, we're in our 30s or you're in your 40s. Talk. Speak. We're not assuming nothing over here, right? That's key. Because, again, what does Mm -hmm. that do? It takes out a lot of bullshit that ain't got to be within nothing that we're doing. Number three, respect my alone time at least three times a week. Now, this might be different for other people. This might be something that's not on no one else's relationship contract. But this is definitely on mine because I know with me growing up with a house full of brothers and being the youngest and being the only girl and my house also being the kid house on the block in in the neighborhood, my mom not disciplining nobody. Now, like, I'm a complete just, like, turtle in a shell and the shell be my house. Nobody Mm -hmm. comes to Like, if I let you come to my house, that must say something loudly about you and the person that you are. My house is quiet on purpose. The only time my house sounds like ruckus is if the girls is, like, full of energy. That is it. Like, I don't have people walking in and out of my house. I don't have people just pulling up whenever they want to pull up. It's, like, really have to be worth being within my home, period. Being within my my peace, period. So I think the value of relationships gets stronger when you know, okay, I'm going to be able to set this time to see you and you need your time to yourself. And then the other person also des- deserves their time to themselves because I think today, and I was talking to my mom about this early this morning, I said, today, people have too much access to other people. You can email somebody, you can FaceTime somebody, you can text somebody, whatever. Then there's a, um, you left, you didn't put your uh, your red uh, alert on, so why why is that off? Like, why are you questioning me about something I'm doing on my phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, I called you four times, why didn't you call me back? I don't give a fuck if you call me 10 times. If I'm doing something, I'm doing something. There's no contract that says I have to call you back within three minutes if you call me. Now, if that's something you want to put in your relationship contract and you're that anal, go ahead and put it if it's that important. To me, it's not that important. Because at the end of the day, if I ask you about your day and I know everything already, then I don't have shit to talk to you about. If we live together and I've been talking to you all throughout the day, when you come home, how am I going to be excited? Like we have too much access to people. Back in the day, the only time you would hear from your family calling you while you're at work or you're out and about 
or they throw you a, like a, a beep uh, pager on your beeper or your two way is in emergencies. Mm-hmm. So now that we have all this technology shit, we don't know how to be alone with ourselves. We're not comfortable. And then we have all of these people who are insecure telling us, you know, if they don't call you at least two times a day, then they must be cheating on you or they really don't like you or it's somebody else that's, that's having their attention. No, how about they're working? How about mm-hmm. they're creating? How about they're trying to figure out probably a surprise for you or putting together plans on the side so they can make time for you or maybe they're doing a double shift today so on the weekend they can spend more time with you to match your schedule like i think people get so selfish with that shit with hogging people's space and time it's kind of like when you're training a puppy yes i named this puppy but this puppy also needs time to learn its name Yes, I tell this puppy to sit down, but this puppy also needs time to learn how to sit. Yes, I could go to this big-ass park with this puppy when I feel confident that this puppy will come back to me because I'm not about to chase this puppy all around the park. Same shit. You in a relationship and you find that you call all the time and this person never really calls because they know that you're going to call all the time, but you you, you pissed off because you call on the time. Stop calling. The, the best way to get someone's attention that never reaches out first is to stop. Because when you stop calling and when you stop pestering them, two things are going to happen. It's either they're not going to notice because they don't give a fuck or they're going to notice and be like, what's wrong? I, I usually hear from you by now. Or you usually send me a text in the morning or by the afternoon, but I haven't hear, heard from you all day. Something must be wrong. What's up? Like, you need time to read other people. Mm -hmm. You need time to catch another person's vibe or energy. But if I'm constantly trying to make, you know, today's Wednesday, I'm trying to make it romantic. And I'm putting on all this extra effort. And I don't even know what this person's day was like. And I expect them to walk through the door and be all in my moment because I want it. That's selfish. Agreed. And we only at number three, okay? So, um, number four on my relationship contract would be, do not volunteer me for deeds we never spoke about. I don't care what I'm good at. I don't care how nice I am. I don't care if I, I knew you would say yes, so that's why I told them that you would. No, give me the opportunity to make a decision. Present my options to me before you just volunteer me to do some shit. Because now I got to look like the asshole that's telling your mom no. Now I got to look at, like the asshole that's telling your sister no. Or I can't do this for your grandma. Or I can't do this for your kid. And so now I'm going to look like the mean girlfriend because. His girlfriend won't do this, so I can't go. Like, don't put me in that position. 
No one is going to know that you said yes for me without letting me know what you were saying yes to. And I think more so than women, men do this. No, women do this to men. They'll go to their mom's house and something might be messed up. And and then and, and they'd be like, oh, I'll just ask uh, Tony to see if he could come over here and fix it for you. Does Tony know that he has to come over here and fix your mom's shit? Did you ask Tony if he can fix it? Do you ask, did you ask Tony if he knows how to fix it? Oh, my car is making this noise. I don't know what this car. Oh, I'll ask. I'll, um, I'll have Tony come by and take a look at it for you. Like, it's one thing to be a nice person and giving, but when other people start volunteering you for shit, it makes you not want to let people know what your capabilities are. Like, a lot of people that know you and and care about you will volunteer you for their projects. Okay, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy all this wood because I want to... put a like a shed in the backyard but i physically don't know how to put it put it the fuck together but i know a man that um is a man and he must have tools so i'm gonna ask him and i'm gonna guilt him into doing it that's selfish Mm -hmm. so for me don't volunteer me for shit even if i'm a homebody and you know i usually be home don't call my phone assuming i'm about to say yes to keeping your kid on at my house because you have a date. You don't know shit. I'd probably be sending my kids to bed at 7.30 just so I could get work done. Mm. So it's just it's just about realizing that the person that you're dealing with, whether it's sexually, emotionally, or mentally, they are also a person too. So don't volunteer me for nothing. You don't know what my schedule is. Number five. Do not assume anything that we haven't talked about. <clears throat> you know, you, 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 I've never seen you go here. I've never seen you wear this. And I never seen you um, bring this up. So, you know, somebody came through the job and they were selling this or they were giving these out for free. I do it one. Did you hit me in an axe? You text me for everything else. Did you hit me up in the axe? Oh, you know, they were having like a brunch on such and such day. And I'm waiting until two days before the brunch. And I'm just like, oh, on Sunday, we got to go out to brunch for this work thing. So don't do anything at like 12 o'clock. So now I so now you're gonna make me be the dick to tell you I already made plans, I can't go. But the reality is that person's going to have an attitude because now they gotta show up like they ain't got nobody that they said they was gonna bring to other people, but they ain't let you know. Yep. Like you see how that shit be like so problematic for no reason because you just you doing it the wrong way. People do that shit all the time. All the and time. I hate it. I hate it. Number six. Um, always treat 
and talk to me with respect. I don't care I how that one. I don't care how mad you are. It's a must. I don't care how shitty your day been. I don't care how frustrated you are. I don't care if you depressed. I don't care if your stomach hurts. If you're going to talk to me, you have to talk to me in respect. If you can't talk to me in respect, you better text something in a nice manner. Or you better write it down on a piece of paper and slide it to me. Like, it's not that hard to respect people. And people make it seem like, oh, I talk to people like this all the time. It's not, it's not, I don't have an attitude. Or it's not because I don't respect you. Why I said it like that. I say that the same way all the time to everybody. I ain't everybody. And I didn't do anything to you for you to talk to me in that way. So until you're ready to address me properly, don't talk to me. Mm. Again. So you on, yeah, you on par with my list. Listen, mm-hmm. I, I hate to mirror these in comparison for an example, but when you when you might have a new baby or mm-hmm. a child and you have a dog that has never been around children if you are smart you if you cannot discipline that dog you will get someone to basically discipline this dog as if there's a child around it in order for me to talk to somebody new and they've never dealt with me before, I'm going to have to go through months of training this person on how to deal with me. Same thing. But some people are defiant. Some people are stuck in their way. And some people feel like they can treat everybody the same. And then that's where you're going to have to have your boundaries and your limitations and know how many times we're about to have the same discussion about what you're not doing, what I told you I need you to do. And for me, it's two times. I don't know what your time is on how many times you got to repeat yourself for shit. But for me, it's two times. And then the third time, I don't say shit. I just move around. And then you're going to notice, oh, so you moving around like you solo. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Like, what? Like, you're, you're not a toddler. You're not my child. So there's no reason why I need to talk to a man and repeat myself three times. Yep. There's no, there's no reason. It's either there's something that you want to do to correct it and come correct, or it's something that you don't want to do and you don't give a fuck about, and you're showing me mentally and physically that you don't give a fuck about what I said. So you're continuing on your shit. And that's fine. But I'm not going to be here. Mm. All right. On this track, we at number seven. We at number seven on this contract. You know, and it helps everybody to write down, you know, what's on their toleration level, what's on their boundary level, and what's like an absolute, like, 
Hell no, I'm not dealing with it. Number seven, do not put your body on me unless you're trying to get this body. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. How do we get here? <laughs> I, had to, I had to cover all aspects. Okay. Do not brush against me. Do not hold me at the, the lower part of my waist. Do not touch the small of my back. I don't care if we've been arguing for the last five days and we haven't spoke. If you do that, I'm going to hem you up. Okay? Okay. 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 Sometimes you might have to exchange energy and there's going to be nothing said. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And, and, And then once you do it, Sometimes that can be like, okay, let's talk out all the fuck shit that I didn't like this week afterwards. Or it might be, oh, we going back to not talking to each other. This is not, this is not the fix. I want to, I want to just pause for a second. I want to let everybody know who's listening live. Like y'all can feel free to chime in with like, what are some things on your relationship contract or you're just contract for someone because you know shannon and i will be talking for you know a lengthy period of time and we would like to you know bounce some ideas with you guys as well so just make sure that you know you leave a voicemail we will play it um in order so as they come up we're going to stop we're going to actually play it so we can hear from you guys because that actually might add to our list that way we don't even have to say it. so yes please um Number eight on my list is keep up with your commitments. I don't want to ever have to remind you of what you said you were going to do or what you agreed to do last month. And now you two weeks behind or, you know, you, we decided that we were going to put this into our budget so you can improve this but you already missed four classes. So we're basically just throwing money out the window at this point. Hmm. Okay. Now, hold on. Let's play this voicemail because I did promise we would play them as we go. So this is from John. Let's see what he has to say. My contract is whatever I say goes. By the way, it's Yaya. What's up, Yaya? If you didn't know this already. That's bullshit, Greg. Like I said, I run shit. What I say goes. That's bullshit. I know. I know it's bullshit, John. She she, she talk a tough game, but she lying. She's lying. We're going to get there, though, because trust me. I am Simon and Simon says. Mm -hmm. Oh, just you wait. Just you wait. Um, Because I, I, you know, as Shane was putting together her list, I've already had mine and mine. I, I promise that it's concise. I'm just going to run through it. I'm not going to give any explanation. It just okay. is what it is. So, you know. But it's on you. Let's go. Oh, you want you wanted me to read mine? Yeah. You still have three more. I'm, I'm at, uh, no, I have five more, but I'm at nine. Oh. All right. So the thing is, the older I get, Shan, like, and now being with somebody for like 10 years and being in a now marriage, my contract for a relationship has changed. Um, before it was simple. I like you, you like me, and that's just what it is. And we'll discuss things as we go. Mm. Shit, shit changes when you actually 
like the person for real. You yeah. want to be with that person for real. And you know for a fact that you're done chasing. You're done hunting. You don't want anything else other than for this person to be your last person. So my list, um, it, it's lengthy, but I'll make it quick. Number one, love is a decision. Some days that decision is harder than others, but it's a choice that you made. So for me, that it, it just paramount. So that's where I'm starting my list for my contract. Number two, your loyalty is to me and me first, excluding decisions that require immediately, I'm sorry, like immediate family. Mm-hmm. The rule is I'm on your side. So, you know, some people will be like, what do you mean? Like, you know, your loyalty is to me. Like if you're with that person, you're loyal mm-hmm. to that person. So yeah. if your if your homegirl's like, well, girl, like fuck what your homegirl said. Like, you know, she's going to get you into some shit or your homeboy going to get you into some shit. I'm telling you, like, this is how I feel about it. And you should just instantly side with me. Now, someone would be like, well, what if she's right? She could be right. But would you rather have somebody who you don't lay with every night being right about something and then you figuring the shit out that, you know what? Like, it could have been false. Like, you know, yeah, she was right at the moment. But what if she didn't get the whole story? Or what if, you know, she just said something wrong or he said something wrong? So that's why I just say, you know, your loyalty is to me first. So hear me out before you go and kind of like prejudge, you know, prejudge or say something that you, you know, you just rather, I just rather you just talk to me before anything mm-hmm. else. So that's number two. Number three, um, it should be number one, but it's number three on my list. Mandatory therapy. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- this is big. Um, mandatory therapy. Um, we need to address the drama and the trauma at the beginning to avoid finding out information or misinformation once feelings are caught and can't be fixed. Um, this is an issue that I've had, and I'm sure a lot of other people who you know have had in previous relationships. They went into the relationship thinking that they found somebody who was complete. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? Like they had a blank slate. But that's the thing. You came with a blank slate, that person came with, you know. A, a sheet of paper that had a whole bunch of eraser marks, but you could still read the text. It's like, yo, like it, it's still there. It's just not visible to everybody. They know what they wrote, but they don't know, like, you know, like not everybody else does. So I tell people like therapy is key. Go to somebody who's not biased. Go to somebody who honestly will pull from you the information that you're afraid to give to the people that you care about the most. Mm-hmm. So your friends, your family members, they're going to be biased when it comes to you. But even then, you'll lie to them. You'll tell them things that, you know, hope, you know, in hopes of having them on your side. Therapists are like, no, like, let's go through the bullshit. Like, what happened? And with therapy, I'm not saying, you know, the couple needs to go together. You can go individually. I just need to know for a fact that you're going. Like, I'll go. You know, I go to therapy and, you know, I can go without my wife. You can go, you know, by yourself. Or we can go together. Um, I would heavily advise people who are in relationships, you know, relationships with someone to go to couples therapy, because if that's somebody that you are happy with, you're content with, I can almost guarantee you there's something that you don't know about them that you can't pull out of them. And you don't want to you don't want to wait years down the line, months down the line, shit, even days down the line. And then all of a sudden you start to, you're seeing like little chinks in their armor. And then you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? And then you go to the therapist and you're like, yo, you never told me that. How did I not know that? And the reason why is because they were content in loving you and they figured that you masked that trauma. I don't ever want anybody in that situation where there was somebody who's masking trauma. So that's number three. Um, Number four, 
If you don't pay the bill, don't reach for it. Don't ask about it. I'm talking that shit is law, even in marriage. Um, my wife and I, we don't even share the same phone bill. But my thing is, if I have to go reaching for your phone, I'm doing shit. That, that's yeah. law for me. Um, and the same way for somebody else. If somebody, you know, if my wife was to reach out and be like, yo, who, you know, who are you talking to? I'm instantly thinking, well, who the fuck are you talking to then? Because yeah. you know, it, it, it's just, it's the law of numbers. Like we're all at the age where it's like, if somebody asks you what you're doing on your phone, it's because either they ain't got nothing going on or they got yeah. something going on and they're feeling guilty. So I would just much rather say, you know what? Pay the bill. If you pay the bill, you can see whatever the fuck you want. Mm. But the issue is when you don't find anything, don't say anything. Like after that, leave me the fuck alone. I'm not out here going and, you know, delivering dick left and right. And when you figure that out, you're going to be feeling stupid. But then after you feel stupid now, I'm like, yo, like, well, what the fuck are you doing? So we're just in this like rotating circle that's just like ever going about like, yo, who's doing what to who? So just don't ask. Like, leave my shit alone. I'll leave your shit alone. That's number four. Number five. You are completely done with your exes. That Ooh. is law to me. I know somebody, it's going to be controversial, but hear me up. You are completely done with your exes. They don't even have to be done. I'm sorry. Like, how can I put it? They don't have to be done with you, but you can't be accessible to them. They can use someone else as a crutch. A lot of people are technically done with their exes. The only reason their ex is still around is because their ex has nobody else. They don't care about the ex anymore. They don't love the ex anymore. They just know for a fact that like their ex is around for something. I just, I don't need that. Like, tell me what you're here for. Why are you still around? Because if I'm in a happy relationship with your like, you know, if I'm dating a woman and her ex is just always around, like I'm not going to ask him. I'm going to ask you. Like, yo, why is he consistently around if you have moved on? And you know, if he's going and texting you and stuff like that, like, yo, he needs to find somebody else. Because at that point, you're infringing on my happiness. And I don't want, I, you know, I just, I'd rather be content knowing that I'm happy with us than him having the possibility of saying, you know what, like, let me just always be in the loop. Because you wouldn't want that shit the other way. And I, I absolutely hate when people are like, yo, like, you know, well, why can't, you know, I be friends with my ex? Would you like that shit? If you if you flip that mirror, the answer is absolutely no. And anybody tells you otherwise is a fucking liar. I have yet to meet in my 34 years of living somebody who's like, you know what? I'm still friends with my exes. When I asked him the question, what if your man was still cool with all of his exes? The answers are used to like, well, as long as he's not fucking him, it's OK. But that's the thing. If one of his exes say we're still cool, we go to the bar from time to time. You can be like, yo, why the fuck are you going to the bar with them? Why are you hanging? Like, it's. It's things that's going to go on in your brain. You're like, why is that happening? I don't want that shit. So in order to avoid that shit, we just nip it in the bud at the beginning. Is that your ex? Cool. Leave him where the fuck he is. At that point, I have to assert myself as not the dominant male, but it's more so like, yo, like I'm your, I'm the man in your life. If he was there previously, leave him the fuck alone. Or tell him to leave you the fuck alone. Because for me, you know, a part of that is insecurity, but at the same time, it's like, like, why? Because if I go and ask him, yo, why are you still around? He's going to say something that honestly is disrespectful to you. And then it's going to cause conflict. Mm-hmm. Because eight times out of 10, I only want to say nine times out of 10, but eight times out of 10, they still love you. That's why they won't go anywhere. That but- and the fact that the person that's 
making sure that they're still accessible to their ex is not fully um, in on the relationship that they're in. Exactly. Exactly. That's like me. Married as Greg, I'm in a situation where I'm going and I'm still accessible to my exes. When I say accessible, if you're talking to me on Instagram, cool, whatever. Like you're an ex, you have your place, you have your role in my life as just a friend. You've been demoted that much. But I'm talking about people who take their exes and they still have, they carry the relationship as a friendship with somebody that honestly has been physical with me or somebody who honestly, like if you were to drop the ball today, they would pick it up. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the friend who's like, hey, y'all been cool since fucking 11th grade and they've always been in your life. And like, that's a little different. But if this dude that you just started dating and y'all broke up in three years and he's still fucking around, yeah, we're going to have to address that. He has to go somewhere because he's just waiting to wait. That's a completely different story. I'm going to shut up because we got two voicemails and I'm going to get to the rest of them because I got to be brief. So, John, he got two. It is Yaya again. John is BFS with one of his exes. They talk on the regular every day for hours. John, you fucking up. Fucking up, John. Yaya again. And I mean, they're so tight that he uses her Hulu account when we have our own. Well, I guess I have one. Me and the kids use one, and he uses his little girlfriend's shit. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this because I'm I'm not going back on my word at all. I meant that shit. Would you ever find yourself in a situation where you're in the room with that person, with that ex, and y'all could be cool? Like, hey, we can go have a drink together. And you don't feel like, yo, like, if I left this room and went home and I left them too alone after we've been drinking. Only, um, let me wait till Greg gets back. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I got a random call. But basically what I was saying was, like, if you left the room and you say, you know what? I'm going home early. I'm kind of buzzed. I'd just rather go home. Y'all can, you know, hang out for the rest of the night and have fun. Would you feel comfortable knowing that they could or couldn't be fucking on each other? That only, right there. Only if I know for sure that the person that they're not with anymore is whack. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'll tell a man point blank period. Like if an ex's sex game is whack, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. and you can put us in a room butt ass naked ain't shit happening. Yep. Yep. Well, That's I'm a- but if it's, a, if it's still like something to be missed from mm-hmm. the something to be missed but from the woman and they've exes nah mm-hmm. yeah like it, it's a recipe for disaster like and, and it's not even like just a sexual thing like if you know for a fact that like if you weren't with your one they would be the one you gotta completely like be the fuck away from them all right that you you have to if you don't it's a recipe for disaster i have friends to this day and i'm one of those friends it's like yo like there's that person that you know for a fact you can't be around because like there, there would be nothing good coming from that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not even just a sexual thing. It's like yo, like y'all, just, y'all just vibe. Like you know, y'all would have fun, and then like I just don't want to have that fun with you. All the people in the world, why am I doing it with an ex? That, yeah. That's shit, like I just rather not. Because you know, a lot of people are like, oh well, you know, if you can't be around your ex without 
thinking about having sex with them. That's what I was with them doing. So why the fuck wouldn't I think about that shit? I've been there. It's different when you're going to a bar and you're meeting a stranger and you're wondering about what the sex is like. You fucked them already. And if it's been a while, you're wondering if the sex was the last, you know, either better or worse from the last time you had it. I'd rather completely like avoid that by just not being around said person. With that being said, let me move on. Number six, abuse, violence, or verbal assaults are not tolerated. That Mm -hmm. is in the contract. Um, Somebody will say something differently. I don't even have like any like, you know, line after that. It's just not tolerated. Number seven. Now, mind you, there's supposed to be 10, but there's a bonus in here. And this one is the one that has the bonus. It's big and it's important. I hope everybody understands it. Number seven. If arguments happen, they are addressed and concluded before bed. No going to sleep without clarity. You can go to bed upset. Hear me out. You can go to bed upset, but not without being heard. Mm. That a, a, a lot of people have a lot of trouble with that when I like tell them that like they're like oh well you know because I'll tell them my wife and I we don't go to bed bad and they think like oh like we just address everything and we end up like a, a iPhone battery at a hundred percent before bed that's completely not the truth what I'm saying is like we address what made us angry and if we're going to bed that way that's fine but at least it's addressed it it shouldn't be one of those things where we go to bed and we're contemplating why we're angry as we sleep. Right. That, that That's big for me. So, you know, I guess like 7A is a part of the reason why we have that in our marriage. Um, there is no winning an argument. Um, you either come to an agreement or we both lost. And, you know, this I wrote down when you know, it's in my vows. Um, pretty much a situation where one person walks away feeling discouraged, unheard, and disrespected. It's not a victory. It's not a victory at all. And a lot of people feel like, okay, I have to have a one up on that person. So as a result, like I won, nobody should ever want to be in a situation where they feel like they won, especially in a relationship or marriage. So there's that. Um, With that being said, number nine is it's not you versus me. It's us versus the problem. Um, Really wish a lot of people would know that in the contract, like relationship contracts. It's just always, it's supposed to be that way. So let me repeat it. It's not you versus me. It's us versus the problem. Um, number 10, respect is important. Respecting your partner, being mindful of things that they're doing, et cetera. Um, learn when your partner is focused on something and avoid interrupting them, uh, things of that nature. Also, respect each other's need for free time away from each other. This, yeah. should, this has to, like, it should have been number two. It should have been number two, um, but it's not. Um, the reason why I said that respect is important and you need to know, you know, free time away from each other. A lot of people are clingy as shit. You have to go find you a hobby. <laughs> you have to find you something to do. Um, if you don't, it, it, it's a problem you need to address quickly because there are a lot of people like myself who are just like, yo, like, I need my moment to me. I need to veg out without you being around. If you're in the next room, if you're across the couch, like, let me be. Sometimes I'm just looking at my phone. Do I want to have a conversation? Absolutely fucking not. You know, if you want to talk, cool. But don't be surprised if you hear a what because you're interrupting me in a moment where I honestly just didn't want to speak. You know, it's all social cues. And that for me is number 10. Number 11. And I'll get to the bonuses really quick, too. But number 11 is. Actually, damn, it should have been number two. Yeah, I'm going to replace this. This is as number one. Love your partner the way that they need to be loved. 
not the way you need to be loved. I had to learn that shit the hard way. I was going and being in relationships and, you know, caring for people, but it was my care and concern for the way that I wanted to be treated. I, I lived, you know, I lived and breathed by the, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. But I'm like, yo, like if I want to be treated this way, everybody needs to treat me that way. Instead of like, yo, if I just treat people that way, then maybe they'll treat me that way back, you know, back. So, you know, my rule of thumb is love your partner the way that they need to be loved. So hear them out. Just honestly have that conversation, that deep dive, talk, whatever. Um, that's number 11. So I'll do the bonuses really quick. Number one, there's no disrespect, uh, there's no disrespecting your partner in public or in conversations to your friends or your kids, period. Um, I see that shit too much where I've seen like friends and peers and stuff like that disrespect their spouse in conversations with their other friends. Um, mm-hmm. I actually had to, yeah, I had to tell, um, you know, I ain't gonna say his name, but I had to tell him, you know, about his, you know, former wife. I'm like, yo, like, you talk down about her a lot. And it's like, yo, like, it's not just me who hears that, it's the people in the surrounding. So now every time they see you, it's like, okay, like, it can't always be that person. At some point, it has to be you. Um, yeah. Because you are still addressing that. So you need to come with some type of respect, especially if they had your kid or you had kids with them. So that's number one. Number two, um, have separate interest and also shared interest. Um, hopefully people can understand that one. Number three, learn to compromise and work around problems together. That was similar to what I said in the actual contract, but it's kind of a bonus in case people didn't hear. Number four, if you have kids, it's still okay to put your significant other first. A healthy relationship is better for the kids in the long, in the long run than a parent who waits on their child hand and foot, sometimes to the detriment of their own relationship with their spouse. You have to be a unified, a unified front. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that. Um, a lot of people I've seen like, oh, you know, I'm doing it for the kid. Like, you know, we together for the kids. Like, no, no. Like, try. That's what I'm going to say is try. Everybody's different. I'm going to just say try. Um, number five is laugh a lot. And number six is negotiate your sex drive and make it known. That is big in the contract. Um, like, uh, a lot of people don't discuss their sex drive. Like if your sex drive is high and theirs is on like medium, y'all need to figure out like how to work that out. So both of you can be pleased in the way that you want to be pleased. So that that's just my list right there. Um, I try to make it as brief as possible. I said 10 minutes was my max. Um, we do have a voicemail. I'm gonna just play this one. So okay. this is from, I hope it's John and not Yaya this time. Greg, in my defense, my ex has not, been my ex since 20 years we have been broken up for 20 years we have been friends for over 20 years so that does not count Mm. Mm. now that's that's another episode for another day yes Uh, uh, what what are the limits (laughs) Yeah, that that is. Let me write that. Yeah, that, so, I'm going to ask the wife. She she is here. So, just really quickly, what at what limit do exes count? Like, at what limits do exes count? So, so Yaya and John are on the call now to leave a voicemail. So, John has an ex that he's been friends with for twenty years. And he says that, you know, that's okay because they've been friends for 20 years. So it's okay for them to be exes after 20 years. 
do you have like a time limit of like for me like as your husband like if i told you oh that's my ex at what point is it okay for them to be like hey you know they are exes it's cool like they're less of a threat at least a few years like i need a time frame like five years ten years like high school college she doesn't know she 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 doesn't have a definitive answer so i'll, I'll give my answer for her yeah just saying she hasn't encountered that problem because i'm not friends i don't want to say i'm not friends with my exes like they're like social media friends if you want to call it that yeah but then i in my life to the extent where it's like i would have like a conversation with them then now she's saying then she has an opinion about it so if you were hanging out so say for example you and i go to a bar and this is what i told him on the show if we're going to a bar you and i and we see said x at the bar or you know and you notice x you met this x and you're like you know greg i'm going home you can, you know, stay here. So, just says absolutely not. <laughs> so that, that answered the question right there. <laughs> she said absolutely not. She told me I'm out of my mind. So now I got to hear that tonight. There, there we go. <laughs> Who's this bitch? Like, <laughs> and, and she just came back out of the room again. She said, would you leave and leave me out with my ex? You see what I mean? This is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gemini thing? No, it's not a Gemini thing. A woman thing? Yeah, y'all, Gemini's are crazy, but yeah. I mean, we are. But <laughs> I know. Okay, I know. There's only one X out of the five that it's it's at any time, anywhere. I don't even care if I don't like you. Mm-hmm. This can go down. See, and that's what I try to avoid. I but try to avoid- the, rest them, the rest of them can go to hell. Yeah. Oh, I, see, you're like me. You know, there, there are some where it's like, you know what, like I couldn't do it. And the reason why I couldn't do it is because I know it, it, I don't really care for them. But you, you never know the circumstance where it's like, okay, you don't care about them. But the moment you see them, you're like, oh, like, you know, y'all start kicking it and, you know, talking to the funky boombastics. Y'all decide y'all want to, you know, try some shit again. And you're like, yo, like, why did we try that shit again? That's how you end up with like j- just drama and trauma. I don't want none of that. All exes, stay the fuck where you at. If you can hear the sound of my voice, if I ever become a millionaire, still stay where the fuck you at. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, that was, that was just my list. I wanted to make it really quick. Cause you know, Shane got a couple more. So. Okay. So we at uh, nine. Okay. So my number nine thing in my relationship contract would be if I ask for help, do not ignore me or forget. Because. Like once you ignore me or you forget that I asked for help, I'm going to figure out a way to do it myself and get it done. Mm-hmm. And then I will never ask you for help or tell you any like good opportunity or news I have going on because you're, you just gave me examples that I can't count on you. Yeah. Yeah. That is, wow. How did I not think about that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a damn good one. Like, and the thing is, you, you see that more often than not, though. Yeah, dang, that, that was a good one, Shane. Damn, I got right. Actually, I'll, I'll get that in playback because that was fine. Yeah, mm hmm, mm hmm. And tell me your concerns with us in a pri in private and to me first. Mm. Meaning. 
Don't go texting and going off with your best friend about some shit that went wrong that you ain't even addressed me about. Because if it comes to we got to do it like a friend get together later, you and your friend will be looking at me sideways at this get together and that's bad vibes. Mm. And I don't even know what, what the problem is because you never told me yet. Um, when it comes to presenting concerns in private, I just feel like that's another level of respect to feel like, okay, we haven't talked about this yet. I don't know what this person's reaction might be. So I, out of respect, I'm going to just talk about this when I get home. There is always a correct time and place for everything, especially when it comes to brown people in public. When people see us, they already feel like we're automatically aggressive. We're automatically the problem, right? Mm. So if if we've been having friction and we're not getting along, don't let this come outside of our home or our household or closed doors and display in public because then we're going to fit into the stereotype and it ain't nothing for somebody to be like, there's a disturbance outside and call the police. And now they pulling up. And now we got the clank clank. If we get to get the clank clank or they just super aggressive with us because we, we, we are yelling, you know, we are getting hostile. And one is because like, I'm mad you got me out here looking like this Two. I'm mad you bringing this shit up right now when we could talk about this later. You don't know a proper time and place for shit. And three, what we mad about or what we don't, we can't agree on, don't need everybody knowing. Yep. So out of respect, tell me your concerns with us in private and tell me first before you Share it with your cousin or you share it with your best friend or you share it with an ex that you cool with. Facts. I'm just saying. That is a big fact. God, I was... <laughs> okay. So number 11, respect my privacy even though we're close. Mm, you got to elaborate on that one a little bit for me. Okay. So you brought up the phone factor if you don't Mm -hmm. pay don't reach for it cool i've never been an ex that's going through someone's computer someone's phone um i'm never gonna be like who you texting i'm never gonna be like um i called you three times but it keep beeping who you on the other line with i'm not i'm not doing that because to me if i feel like i have to ask that's telling you i don't trust you if I Absolutely. feel like I'm church in it, that's telling telling you that I have doubts about you being an honest person. If I feel like I need the passwords to your stuff, it's telling you that I don't trust you as a as a person in this relationship and I'm having doubts and I'm insecure. No, I'm not checking shit. I'm not digging through shit. I'm going to go ahead and um, watch what you do, watch what you say, and that shit is going to come to light. 
Because once a person know that you're going to be searching and shit, what they do, they switch it up a little bit. No, I want you as comfortable as fuck. I want you to go take your shower and leave your phone out and I'm not going to touch it. Because one time you're going to take a shower and you're going to realize that you always leave your phone out and it's never been a problem. And then that one time when you're in the shower and that phone ring and I see that number pop up and I ain't got to touch your phone, but I see that number pop up and women are masters at memorizing numbers and we call it and then we ask for a complete different name. And then now they be like, oh, this is not such and such. This is such and such. So now I got a name. So then we go to our private investigator, Bestie, and have them do the backdrop on this bitch. Man, what? Like, you don't. You don't want it. I don't have to dig. I got people that'll dig for me. Fuck. Because, but be, but because you never feel like I dig, and you never got the notion like I know I left my phone here, but now it's here. She must have went through it. You're going to get more lax, and you're going to get sloppy, and it's going to be like boom. Mm-hmm. I'm never searching in your shit. I'm not asking you where you at, and I'm not popping up. Because when you don't do those petty babysitting ass shit that a lot of women do and a lot of men do to other people to make sure that they're not doing anything. You should never have to make sure a grown adult is not doing anything dishonest because the moment you feel like you need to make sure that's your cue for, I know they're doing something dishonest because I feel like. Absolutely. I have and that's wasted energy. Anybody that gives me the notion, like I have to babysit them and I can't take their word. You're not even worth being in a relationship with me. Stay the fuck away from me, please. Hey. I want no parts. I got other shit to do. No. All I ask for is respect, just a little bit of honesty and transparency. And three, just, just don't embarrass me in public. Like, if you want to, just, like, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. I, but a lot of people, are like, pfft, I ain't yeah. going to say too much more. I'm going to leave it alone. It's a mess. Dungeon up in this piece. All right, number 12. We almost had the last one. Always let me know about major changes that will affect our lives. Mm. Okay. So if you schedule in trips, if you're about to spend two months at your, your parents' house because they need help with shit, don't spring that on me. Don't send that through text. If you're about to quit your job and we have a place together, don't send that through text. Wait till you get home so we can have a discussion. If you feel like, you know what, I'm bored with my hair color, I'm going to dye it pink, and you want me to walk around with you and put this pussy on you still afterwards, you better tell me. You better tell me before you do that shit. Because if I, I'm a Gemini, if, and I've had my hair in a mohawk, I've had my hair very short, like a Caesar. Like I keep on my punani sometimes. I've had my hair very long down the middle of my back. Hair is hair, but it's never where I'm in a relationship with somebody and I decide that I'm going to cut all my hair off today and not give them a heads up weeks before 
or a day before no. or a few yeah. days before. Yeah. Like at least consider your yes. spouse before you make an, ex- you know, you make an executive decision because like, n- never mind. I, I, I was going to say something and somebody's going to be like, Greg, come on now, man. But like, never mind. I'll just shut up. Yes, like if if you if you're thinking about getting your nipples pierced, and you're in a relationship and you did not speak, mm-hmm. then maybe you might not consider this person's uh, opinion valuable. If you feel like you're going to um, do anything that's going to have your pussy on lockdown or your dick on lockdown for X amount of weeks. That's a conversation you want to have with your person because your person has sexual needs. Right? Yep. After you have a baby as a woman, they tell you, okay, you're going to have to put this pussy on ice for like six weeks. Sometimes. I need need that pussy. No, ma'am. You better hand it over here. Married people, that is a very big struggle after a kid. Um, you know, but if you're not married, I don't feel like it's really a big deal. Uh, especially if you don't live with the person because you don't owe them shit. And I just had a whole baby. I'm not thinking about putting anything in there right now. But if, if, if it's a procedure that you're having where you're going to be off limits in a way where someone is used to having you a certain way. Give him a heads up. Don't be selfish. Same thing with like people that go through depression. I don't know anybody that likes to fuck a lot if they're feeling depressed or they are feeling insecure about themselves or they're going through body changes and they don't want to be seen. That's understandable. But what's not fair is you secretly going through a depression and you're deflecting every time your person wants to be intimate with you or mm-hmm. have that time. Oh, I got this to do, or I'm doing this, or I just don't feel like it, or I'm on my period for the fifth time this month. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What's really going on? Yeah. Right? At some point, you have, you have to look at that and say, you know what? Something's not right. You have to have that talk. And yes. if that talk, if the other person isn't receptive to how you feel about, like, especially intimacy, like the one thing that we both are supposed to be connecting with, like, if you don't have that conversation and you don't like, I don't want to say dictate, but if you don't have that talk, it's like, I want you, you want me. And, you know, it's not connected at the same time. We need to talk. We, we definitely need to talk there. I just could not do it. Mm-mm. Because you know what, when people be like, when I was going, when I was depressed for the that year, you know, they cheated on me with somebody else. Nope. <laughs> it's probably because you shut them out and you didn't let them know what was really going on with you. And you try to keep your depression a secret mm-hmm. by giving bullshit excuses and not communicating correctly. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if we if we take that type of aspect out of it, like the if you take the emotion out of it, you weren't fucking them enough. But that's evident. But if there's a reason mm-hmm. why you're not doing it, it mm-hmm. is way better than you ignoring it as if this person is okay with the fact that you're not doing it. Oh yeah, and and that's true. But what I'm what I'm saying is there are a lot, there are more people than not who 
the the sex is more so like you know a hostage thing for them where it's like you know what like you know like withholding because like they just don't want to and that's fine if you don't want to but the issue is like that you know that person has needs too you can't do it because you feel like it but then the other person they're just supposed to wait until you're ready Um, that's not how it's supposed to work I, i see that shit too much people talk about that shit too much like oh you know like you know, you, you'll see it on Twitter, like, yo, I, I wish I could have some sex right now, and I, w- I want to do this right now. But it's like, wait, like, aren't you dating somebody? Like, you you telling the community how much you want it. Why can't you go get it from that person who's right there? Listen, the why is it- I feel very horny on Twitter every day mm-hmm. about what yeah. they need and what they would like right now, but they talking to Twitter not to... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, that's the thing. They're signaling because their person is on social media as well. I told you last episode, I'm like, yo, like, my wife, no. Like, if I go and I put a little nasty shit on Instagram or something like that, she look, I know she's looking at it. So when she comes out and, you know, she, she peek out the door or something like that, she's looking at me, she's like, oh, you at it again. I was like, yes, you know, you know what type of time it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and, and that, that's, that's when you know your spouse, you know your person. Like, that person automatically knows. You think all them thirst, you know, those thirst traps that people be saying, like, when they get them DMs and shit like that from 40, 50 dudes telling them, like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw you with your butt out, blah, blah, blah. Don't give a fuck that 49 dudes are, like, telling them how much they want to fuck them and stuff like that. They're waiting for the one dude who ain't paying them attention to finally pay them attention. It, it, it's, it's just law. Like, you know, all, all men have been that way. Where it's like, you know what? Like there, there was that girl, there was that woman that they're with. And it's not saying that they're tired of them or something like that. It's like, Oh, like, you know, that's accessible to me. And I have that. So I'm not as thirsty as you guys would be on like Instagram or something like that. But when it comes to, like, bedroom, if you know for a fact that, like, it's you and her or her and you, just any room, and this is what you want to do, then y'all need to do that. But you need to make it crystal clear, like, yo, I like to fuck a lot. Not a lot. No, no. Uh, when I say that, a lot is more that, like, there are some people who just literally are not fucking enough. And it's evident. So just go ahead and just be like, oh, I, I need to fuck. Like, just say it. If you say that shit and the person's telling you not right now, and they're like, no, they got to get the fuck off the block. Go, go home. Your Uber has arrived. What are you here for? The same people last year for the quarantine, they were talking for fucking six months about how they wish they could get some dick, how they wish they could go eat some pussy. I, I, until 2020, I didn't even realize so many men all of a sudden wanted to eat ass. That shit was taboo in 2019. I would tell people, yo, I eat ass. They'd be looking at me like, oh, that's nasty. What, what is that? You out here eating butt? What? I'm like, yo, I'm married. What the fuck am I not doing? I'm doing every fucking thing. I'm- yeah. So so in 2020, when you know you had to go that 30, 60 days, 
you know, at the beginning of the quarantine, you couldn't see people. You couldn't be around people. You couldn't fuck off on people, right? People are like, man, you know what? I, I'll date anybody, even if she's halfway ugly. You know what? I got to have her, though. I got to have her. So when the world opened back up, people all of a sudden instantly in relationships and shit like that. I was like, yo, go be happy. But yeah. I know what it was. You, you, you trying to go and get that dick wet. You, and it's okay. It is okay. I mean, but the thing is, you have to let people know, like, you know, with the contract, you know, because we got to, you know, bring it back to what, you know, talk, you know, what we're talking about with the sex. You have to add that into the contract. If you know for a fact that you want to get, you know, your balls wet, your dick wet or whatever the fuck you want to make sure you put that in the contract. Yo, we got to fuck three, four times a week. Yeah, there's seven days out of the week, but you get to pick. You get to pick which days you want to fuck. Mm-hmm. And also, and also meet your match. You know, again, I don't want to talk too much. I'm going to just say meet your match. If you know for a fact you got you a pillow princess and you want to go and be the nasty nigga on the block, that ain't your one. Go get you the fucking the person that like jumping off of uh, ceiling fans and shit. I've, I've heard of it. Go get them. Go get you a Shan. Go go get you a Shan. Hey. Hey, I ain't say I ain't say nothing else. I'm gonna just leave that where it was. Ben. Um, yeah, that uh, sex drive has to match. And people who like to brag about, yeah, before we were married, we used to do it like every day of the week. Now, I'll, I just don't like. He mm-hmm. just gonna deal with it. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Oh, he dealing with it. You probably don't know how he dealing, but he he's dealing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just don't corner nobody into your selfish decisions to think they oh they supposed to rock with it just because they decided to have life with you. Like that's very selfish. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to give me that butt. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Nice. But we got to make it. Play it. Go ahead, play it. A woman should never tell her man no when it comes to sex. Mm. Oh, oh, that's a hot take right there. That's a hot take. Now, if he's been treating his dick like public feed, oh, yeah, for sure. Tell him no. Yeah, if, if you community know. dick, yeah. But I mean all right. Number um number thirteen for me is we grow together and when you feel we've grown apart, tell me. Oh yeah. Yep. Like Especially if you know y'all grew apart. Like, yeah. Like just say something. It's easier to break up when y'all honestly agree at the fact that it's over. It's harder when you realize, like, yo, like, I want to leave, <laughs> and they keep keeping me here. <laughs> that shit is not fun. It's like, yo, like, do, are, am I not given the right signs that I, I hate it here? Other than saying I fucking hate it here? Like, yo, I don't like you. Like, that's, that's the only way you can honestly get that off. But some people just, like, it's just better to just agree. Just like, you know what? Like, this isn't working for us. Not it's not working for me. Notice I said us. Like you know what? We aren't working out anymore. We've grown f- apart. All the you know I've heard shit like you know a girl told me before. She's like I need some space. I was like oh let's just break up then. Because that space shit that that leaves a window of being like you know what there, there's a chance for us to get back together. No, once we're done, 
we're done. And a lot of people don't want to just be done. A lot of people aren't comfortable with being like, you know what? Like they want it to be over. So let it be over. I had to grow to learn that myself now. Like, you know, before I was with just like, there were girls like, you know, I would date them for a while and stuff like that. And the shit wouldn't pan out. And, you know, either one of us would be like, you know what? It, it's not working out. I'm like, you know what? Great. If it's not working out, boom, we're done. But the issue is once we cut that off, all communication is cut off. Not me being petty. I just know for a fact, I don't want to be involved anymore because there was one situation with me. There was a girl that like, I was, I don't even say I was with her. Like I would just always entertain her. And, you know, she was like a bartender. So I would always see her out in the city and stuff like that. And we would always end up, I've told you the story about her before. Like if I would go out, I would see her and then it'd just be on again. Like, even if I didn't see her for like four or five months, I would go out, see her again, boom, be right back at it. And I had to tell myself, I was like, yo, I have to like really excommunicate from her. So I blocked the number, like blocked contact and stuff like that. And I saw her out and she was like, yo, I've been trying to contact you. It's like, the reason why I had to contact you is one, because you're crazy. Like, it was one of those things was like, yo, no, like the thing is, it was like, okay, like we weren't a good match and she was crazy. Any of my friends will tell you like, yo, homegirl was actually really fucking nuts. Um, I didn't see that because I saw like as an opportunity, but like, okay, it was often and, you know, current sex. So there was that. And then, like, I care about her a little bit, but the issue for me was I just didn't know how to just say no. It was like, if I saw you and, you know, I knew what it was when I saw you, it was like, okay, cool. I, I can deal with this for a while, but it always ended the same way. Like we would always see each other and be like, all right, we're going to speak. And then we end up having to speak because we had the same mutual friends. And then it'd be like, all right, well, I guess they're going home together as usual. And then that shit would be cool for like, you know, two or three weeks. And then all of a sudden, you know, she'd be doing her own thing. I'd be doing my own thing. And then we both get mad at each other. And then we write back to not speaking again. So I'm like, you know what? Like, let me just completely eliminate myself from the situation. So I completely eliminated myself from the situation. And then my boy's like, yo, I saw her. And she's still talking about you. I was like, that's why I fucking blocked her. Like, that, that is why I had to leave you alone. You did not abide by the contract. Like the, the contract was there for a reason. We agreed to one thing and you're doing another. So, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but that, that one definitely, it brought me back. So, yeah. Yeah. And just, just to say like, um, you can't, like, I can't say, oh, Greg, you need to take that off your list. And Greg can't say to me, oh, you need to take that off, off your list. No, this is things for me. And yeah. whoever my person will be in the future. And I sh- I'm sure on that person's list, they're going to have things for them. And yeah. in order for us to agree on doing anything further, we're going to have to agree on those terms. And okay. it's and what happens is people have to get to a point where they can hear people's terms for like how they want to do a relationship if they want one. And not try to fight tooth and nail to change it, not agree and then try to change what they have on their contract or um, convince them. Like if somebody had on here, I do not have any plans of being married and I'm not interested. Don't agree to their contract. And then you all three years in and you talking about um, you want to have your wedding with them in Greece. Mm-hmm. What did 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 I not say I don't want to be married? 
But what is it about it that you don't like? Like, just because you've seen this or you've heard this, um, that doesn't mean it's going to be us. Like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. If somebody says straight out they don't want children, they've never wanted children, don't pursue someone that you like that checks all your boxes except for the children one, but you feel like you can convince them. That's selfish. And a lot of people are in relationships with people who are who they are and they're hoping and praying and wishing one day they're going to wake up and they're going to be tired of being who they are and want to be who that person wants them to be because they love them and care about them. Mm. That is not a healthy compromise. You do not have a child when you don't want a child out of compromising. Because you're going to raise a child that you regret for 18 plus years. And every time a problem comes up with that kid, you're going to have, I didn't even want kids at the tip of your tongue. Mm -mm -mm. Like, don't even do that to yourself. Don't even do the setup. Like, same thing when it comes to prenups. There is nothing wrong with a prenup. When you buy your vehicle and you get it off the lot and it's brand new and you're making payments on it, do you not want insurance just in case someone hits your ass? Mm. When you spent 200 plus K on a house and you have a mortgage for the next 15 years and you're hoping your job doesn't lay you off so you can continuously pay on this house with the person you want to have this house with and you want to be able to leave this house to your kids. But you know, the upkeep can't always be like fluid cash coming in. It's going to have to be I need to protect my home and everything in it because I've, I've worked so hard even when I'm not there. I have to have home insurance. Sometimes when people get fucking jewelry, they put it on their homeowner's insurance to cover this shit just in case something happens. Mm. So why the fuck wouldn't you want to insure your marriage? Having a prenup is not saying, oh, you already think this is not going to work. Having a prenup is saying, for whatever reason, if it doesn't work for you or it doesn't work for me or it doesn't work for us, everything we've worked so hard for up until we got married, we don't have to start from zero. We're going to go back to that at least. How is that selfish? How is that fucked up? How is that mean? How is that rude to bring that up? Mm-mm-mm. The thing is, and people don't want you to. They don't want you to bring stuff up, though. They want you to accept them as who they are, and just be like, you know what? Like, I can deal with this. Like, stop dealing with shit. Just like, no, like that shit. I don't want. If you just by proxy have that, or you do that, let me know now because. If that's you and I don't want that, I want the choice to say no. I, I don't want that. But there are some people who accept it. It just won't be me. Listen, that's like knowing that you're lactose intolerant and mm-hmm. 
somebody uh, gives you ice cream and says, eat it because it's really delicious ice cream and I paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. But how many no. people, like, do you, yeah, there are a lot of people, though, like, yo, like, you know, like, yeah, you might not have liked that before, but with me, I'm different. I was like, no, like, it's not a difference thing. Like, honestly, I just might be allergic to fuck shit. And you giving me fuck shit is not, like, it, it, it's not good for me. So it's just better just like, nah, like, go, like, go ahead. Like, somebody is for you. It's just not me. I, I'm not that one. And best of luck to you and all your endeavors, but just, yo, I can't be around that shit. For not even just, like, your mental and, what do you call it, like, the chakras and the, what's that shit I'm always making jokes about? Like, the vibrations and shit. Like, no, like, honestly, it's just not good, bro. Like, leave me the fuck alone. That, that's why, like, you know, like, uh, a lot of people, when they be telling me, like, all the expectations, I'm like, you know, like, think about it. If you ever, like, got everything that you wanted as a requirement for the opposite sex, if you got that person, you'd be fucking miserable. Right. Because if, if you got, all, like, if you had a list of, if you had to list 50 things you wanted out of somebody and you got 48, you'd be angry because guess what? Like, so many other people would want that. And then that person knowing that they are like the 2% of the world that have, you know, that has it all. They're going to be fucking off. They're going to be doing shit. They're not going to be perfect. And if you find somebody who is, who is perfect, it's going to make you imperfect. You're like, damn, like, you know, I'm coming with all these fucking flaws and this person just got it all right. They got it all together. What the fuck are they with me for? Now you're sitting there judging yourself at the fact that, yo, like I can't even match them. So why even try just, be comfortable with the person who makes you happy. Stop going and trying to like find something that honestly, like it, it's so like high up on the totem pole for you that like you, you keep jumping and jumping, thinking that like your, your vertical is going to get better the more you jump and it's not going to happen. Like you can't reach that. You can't match that person. And a lot of people be thinking they're matching like, no, you can't match them. Mm. Yeah. It's a- that, that's a, that's a whole another episode for another day, like not matching the people you actually fuck with. Yeah, it's just not smart, and it just puts you in a position to fight tooth and nail to be in a relationship. You just know deep down that you're not you're not supposed. To. Yeah, you know if you're tired of looking and you just pick a person because they check off ten of your fifteen boxes, and then you go and fight and argue and be petty about the other shit that you want them to do that's not them, whose fault is it? That's the thing. You're not going to say when you're at fault. You're like, you know what? Like, it can't be me. Like, I, I just, I'm like, no. sometimes it actually might be you. You asked for this shit. Mm-mm-mm. It's what you wanted. That's why, you know, Shannon and I, you know, she gets a pod. Young Black and Bother. That's why we're having this show. Like, you know, we had to sit down and actually think out like what our contracts would be. Um, we were hoping for a couple more voicemails for people to be like, yo, like, you know, this is what I want. So I, I don't want to hear the next time we have an episode when people, you know, when we start talking about expectations and things and people giving these lofty expect, you know, expectations. And it's like, yo, like, wh- where were you when we were asking what you want? The one episode we ever asked someone, like, yo, wh- like, what is something that is like, without a doubt, something you want, something you deserve? Kind of quiet. It's, it's, it's kind of chirps in here tonight, but you know when it's the the male versus female discussions, when it's the you know the the males over here and the women over here, it's like when you go to that house party 
and everybody's standing like segregated. And it's like, okay, the men over in this side, the women on this side, the women dancing by themselves, and the guys just standing around the room, just like, yo, like, I, I wish I could go get behind her, but I don't want to be the first one. Somebody got to be the first one. I, I want to hear from some people. I, there's people in this room. We got John and Yaya. We got Nay Nay Nay. We got Crooks. Uh, what's his name? Uncut Euro. Like, we, we've had a lot of people come in this room tonight. I would love to hear from one person to tell me, honestly, what is in your contract? What is something that when somebody is dating you, they have to understand this is in your contract. They have to have it. It's non-negotiable. There's no reason for them to not have this shit. Or honestly, you, you won't fuck with them. We don't, you know, Shan's giving you 15. I gave you 11 with some bonuses, probably more than I should have. I want to hear from y'all. What is something in your contract? John, y'all, y'all, I understand y'all together. But what is in your contract separately? Let me know. Uh, it's not in my contract but the only way I would entertain somebody in a relationship is if they came to the relationship already happy Mm. I'm not about to be in charge of making you happy Mm. I'm not I'm not going to be in charge of making you better you know that's like traits you're just going to have to have already and I think it's very important for men to be happy about how they make um, their money. Mm-hmm. I think when a man is happy mentally and financially about where he's at, then that ego and that pride is a bit more healthier in all the other aspects. Facts. Facts. Let's see what they got to say. My number one thing in the contract is just respect. Without respect, there's nothing. True. True. You had that and I had that. Yeah. And you don't have to be the loudest in the room to get respect. You don't have to be the one with the biggest muscle to get respect. You don't have to have the most money to get respect. You you Mm -hmm. just don't have to threaten everybody to get respect. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because it's like when you hear people and they're talking about respect and like demanding, it's like, wait, why do you have to demand some shit that's free? Yeah. It's like a take a penny, leave a penny. Like, yo, it's, it's right there. Like, if you see it, you can use it or you can leave it there. But the fact that you can't have it or you're asking for it, it's like, yo, like that means just nobody respects you. Yeah. So, like, what, what are you here for? So, in relationships, the same way. Like, if you have to ask for that shit, they never respected you to begin with. Thus, you know, just leave them the fuck alone. Right. But that's something you definitely, like, you put in the contract. Like, some somebody will probably be like, oh, like, what do you mean, like, you know, this is your contract? Like, do you sit on the first date? No, it's not the first date. It's not the second date. But if you want to take somebody seriously, and they are, you know, they're asking you the preliminary questions and shit right before they start getting to the nasty shit. When they start asking you like for news and shit like that, mm. drop the con- drop the contract, drop the mm. contract, and see how serious they are about your ass. Because that right there, once you start talking to physical and you start talking about the things that they want, notice all they're talking about is the things that they want. But what can they provide for you? Because that's questions that honestly they should be asking you as well. 
And a lot of people will fail to do that shit. They'll be like, you know what? I want this from you. Like, how nasty are you? Send me some news. Send me the titties. Like, shit like that. It's like, yo, like, but what else? Like, after you've gotten that instant gratification from the JPEGs, like, what else do you want? You've had your feels for five minutes. You feel good about yourself. But you still trying to pursue this or you just trying to pursue this? Meaning, like, you trying to get the sex. Because if that's the case, like, that's easy. But a lot of people go and they perpetrate. They be like, yo, like, I'm, I'm, I want somebody. I want my one. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be happy. But it's like, you just want to get your dick wet. Just, just say that. It's, no, it's, it's, it's easy. I'm telling you. We said this shit too many times. And too many women have confirmed this shit. If, and, you know, men as well. Like, if you just go and tell a person exactly what the fuck you want and you give them the choice, it's on them at that point. That's why contracts exist. If you tell a person, yo, this is what the fuck I want, they can't go back on that shit later on. So if you if you had that talk with somebody, like, and, you know, Yaya and John, like, even you, like, you know, like, I've read my contract tonight, and I say, yo, this is what I would tell people. When it was, when it was just a physical thing, yo, this, this is what you get. Either, you, you might see it as a joke. I saw that shit as serious. And the reason for that is because imagine if people use a contract like that for the past 10 years. There'll be a lot, there'll be a lot of people right now not in prison. There'll be a lot of people right now not having the arguments and discussions and being canceled. Like, yo, it's not a non-disclosure. It's a, yo, like, we've talked about this. We, we've discussed this. We negotiate that. And more importantly, like, we had that dialogue. So if you changed your mind, great. You changed your mind, but that wasn't a part of what we talked about. So you can go on your merry fucking way. Yeah, you you have to go because at that point, what we negotiated, what we talked about, you no longer want, and it's within my guidelines according to what we agreed on. You're no longer providing. You have to fucking go. Mm-hmm. And it's not to be disrespectful, but a lot of people keep a lot of like people, opposite sex, same sex, whatever. They keep a lot of people in their lives that ain't supposed to be there because they're not abiding by the fucking contract. Friendships, relationships, coworkers, like just people walking across the street. If you know for a fact that right now there's a mask mandate and you keep walking past people who don't have fucking masks on and you get sick, guess what? Like that's on you. Like, because guess what? You didn't do what you were supposed to do in your contract, which is wear the fucking mask. Relationship wise. Relationship wise, you have a situation where you know for a fact what you expect out of somebody that you want to date. You're like, you know what? I, I want a guy who, you know. He doesn't have to be perfect. He just has to treat me well. But what is treating you well? Have you actually sat down and tried to figure out what makes you happy and what you want? The answer is fucking no. Because yeah. your your idea of being happy is, you know what? Like, if I'm satisfied sexually, if I'm satisfied, and just like the, the smallest scope of things, then I'm cool. I'm like, no, but have you sat down and said, you know what? Like, I just want somebody that don't beat on me. I can mm. guarantee you that's not in your fucking contract. Guarantee it. I be I be hearing that shit all the fucking time, yo. Like you know, he be fucking me real good, and you know what? Like yeah, he got other bitches, but he treat me like the like the baddest one. And you know what? Yeah, you know he he got other women out here. I'm like yo, like yo, you you feel good being number one on a list of nine? Like that's not cute. What the fuck? I don't win. What'd you say? A lot of women do. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not trying to bash women because I, I don't want people thinking that I'm like just here to bash women. But honestly, 
like, well, like I said, it, it, no, you sh- as or, as a guy, as a guy, Ocean, it just it just annoys the shit out of me when I I hear people talk about all the things that they want and expect. I'm like, yo, but have you sat down and actually like did a Venn diagram of you know like your like your your wants, your needs, and what you actually have to have, like the, the shit that regardless of whoever the fuck presents it to you like they have to have this shit and when, whenever i hear it it's always the most minute shit that makes no fucking sense like you're 410 and you're like oh i need a dude who's like 63 the law of ethics does not mean like you fucking with a dude who's 63 is going to make your kids be 610 it doesn't work that way your daddy was fucking 52 you five you're 410 you will not have a kid that's going to be 64 like I, I just I've never understood that concept. But when it comes to like requirements, I always say this, and I've said it every other episode since fucking October. A lot of people, men and women alike, their expectations exceed their fucking efforts. And the reason for that is I see too many people complaining, and they have more fucking opportunities, more. And I, I'm sorry to go on this tangent, but I have to. Like you know, somebody be like, "Well, Greg, you're married." Yes, I was. I've been in my marriage for three years i've been with my wife for 10 uh-huh. and this is when this shit was taboo when people were like oh y'all met online i'm like yeah like yeah we met online remember when people used to be like you met somebody online you can't meet somebody in real life yeah you can't meet somebody at a bar you can't meet somebody just out and about at a library and shit like that fast forward it's 2021 the only place you can meet some people and honestly get to know them better and the reason why because people don't have fucking social skills people will literally pull out their phone, look at somebody's five photos before they actually read their bio and say, you know what? Like, I like them because they look good. I don't like them because of the fact that their bio said MAGA. Their bio said, I don't like black people. Their bio said, you know what? Like, I'm only here to fuck. Or I don't want strings attached. You know what? People are like, you know what? He looked good. Yeah, his bio, I, I don't agree with that shit. But you know what? L- let's just try it out. If that shit is not in your contract, why in the fuck are you doing it? If you know for a fact that you are not here for sex and for fucking, why why are you out here still trying to fuck? Like you you're, you're going after people who have the complete polar opposite of the shit that you expect. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's fucking weird to me, man. Like I I really wish people just honestly the homework for this episode is to sit down and do a Venn diagram about your wants, your needs, and your expectations. Like the expectations have to be in the middle. Like these are like your make or break. If that motherfucker can't meet all that shit that's in the middle, mm-hmm. at that point, they don't even fucking matter. Put them in a bubble of like the recyclables. Like, you know what? If they come back around and they figure it out, then maybe we can talk. But outside of that, like s- stop that shit. It's a it's honestly annoying to watch, bro. Like, I'm just saying, like, why? Like, young. Uh, next voicemail. Let, let's, let's go to the voicemail, Sharon, because I'll, I'll talk for another 20 minutes about that shit. Let's go. Don't play with me. Why? Meeky, meeky. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Just tuning in. Uh, what does LMS mean? Loud Mouth Stereo. That's our show. That's our podcast. Put in Loud Pod on your podcast platform, and you'll see the shows pop up. All right, what I want to know, I heard a comedian tell me once, comedy, comedy is, comedy is actually reality. Yes. But we twist, the, they, they, uh, the comedians twist it. 
to make it comedy, but it's actually reality that people don't want to face. Yeah. They laugh at it. Comedians joke about it, but it's actually reality, but they twist it. Is there some truth to that, people? Yes. Absolutely. Let me know. My favorite comedian is Richard Pryor, and this man didn't make up jokes. He talked about his real life. Mm-hmm. Like, the best shit. Yeah, yeah, always changing. I'm dating 16 people over here. This Gemini shit is real. I will not allow Gemini slander. I will not allow it. Oh my god, y'all. Oh my god. Wild. Not 16 people. No, and going back to your comment, hey, Greg, you know, about how you know, the whole contracting wants and needs. In my experience, um, and, you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, um, a woman would rather, you know, share a high-value man ah. than be stuck with a loser, like a loyal loser, right? Yep. Like, if they're not pro- providing good value, making their life better, they, they're okay with a guy who cheats. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say, I, you know, Sam knows this for a fact. I hate the term high-value man because people just be throwing it out there. So I would just say that, you know, women to you know he's absolutely right but instead of using the term high value man just like a, a, a man that is honestly just just doing a little bit more than the guys that they're used to there's no like terminology for it but you know what i mean like if you know for a fact that like you work at mcdonald's you're like you know what like i don't want to work with somebody who i work with at mcdonald's like how about if i just date a dude who just got a nine to five you've heard that before and yeah. you're like you know like you know, that's what I mean. Like, you know, people might see that as high value. Some people might see that as, oh, it's just like an upgrade. They just, act, that's a better, that's a better word. People want an upgrade. So instead of using high value, because, you know, we've kind of like abused that to death, just say, you know what? You want to upgrade from your own personal lifestyle. You know, shout out to that voice memo. And a lot of people will fight you tooth and nail to stick in a relationship with somebody that levels up their lifestyle but they really don't like like that yep and that's crazy i mean what happened to the what happened to the the great uh uh when they used to have um stand-up comedians everybody would talk about it for days and weeks in town oh eddie murphy's gonna do a stand-up live let me pause him right there People got mm-hmm. sensitive and they start um, penalizing comedians for making jokes about things that hurt people's feelings. That's what happened. But I'm- I mean, what happened to the what happened to the the great uh, uh, when they used to have um, stand up comedians? Everybody would talk about it for days and weeks in town. Oh, Eddie Murphy's going to do a stand-up live comedy on HBO or, or Richard Pryor's going to do a stand-up. But now they don't have that no more days. They don't have that today. Why don't they have that today? That's what we need. Stand-up comedians. Oh, this one's going to go live on uh, um, HBO or Showtime. or, or even, even the regular uh, uh, networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, let them go live. Yeah. They don't That's have good. that no more. Why don't they have that anymore? Why aren't people... They might have it, but people aren't interested in it anymore. Let it go big. It was bigger than boxing back in the days. Shane, you go first. Listen, 
I want that to come back because I think that's going to balance people out. But the younger people today, the people of society today, they would they would try to sign petitions to get it stopped, just like they're trying to get Kevin Samuels off of the internet for having the opinion that people mm-hmm. go to him purposely to ask his opinion, like make it make sense. Um, they would petition that shit and be like, "It's harmful. It's abusive language." It will be censored on social media. Like we're in a different time where people don't want to hear other opinions that are not like exactly their opinion. Yep. Well, you just said exactly what I was going to say, so I ain't gonna say nothing else. That was exactly it. <laughs> I mean, the breakthrough, the breakthrough of cussing motherfucking comedy. For a black man was Richard Pryor. I'm sure y'all heard of Richard Pryor. You listen to his 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 old school. Oh boy, he, he, oh man, that man was oh man. He was the baddest comedian around. Let me tell you, Richard Pryor. That was he talked about the KKK and everything else. Yeah, man, that that he was the man. He was the man, and he was high. He was high all the time. He did his stand up, you know. Uh, he had his problems with his drugs, but hey. Oh man, I tell you. Yeah, I think we just we just got to a point where it's like we're scared to honestly have an opinion because the people who have no opinion just don't want anybody else to have one as well. Yeah, um, it's like you know you know what like it, just don't say anything. Like they expect everybody to just walk around with a diary and a journal. Yeah, and they have social media right there. But a lot of people also, you know, at the flip of the coin, they they treat social media. Like their only source of information and entertainment at the same time. They don't watch TV. They don't go and go outside and just honestly like smell the forest for the trees or see the forest for the trees and honestly just like do things. Like, and I, I don't want to compare like, you know, our way of being raised and like our community to what it is now. I will just say this a, a lot of the people in, you know, the last like five, to maybe six years have become pussy. Um, <laughs> damn, I said that really disrespectfully, but I mean it. Um, yeah, like it, it just—it's really weird because nobody can have an opinion, but at the same time, everybody has something to say. So it's like, okay, well, we all have opinions, just like you know, somebody say we all have assholes. But the thing is, like, assholes all look different, just like opinions. We all have them, right? But we should be able to talk our shit at the end of the day. Like, and you shouldn't be offended by me feeling the way I feel. And a lot of people are like, you know what? Like you feel that way, but you shouldn't. It's like, so you want me to kind of like conform to your ideals and you don't even like formulate your complete thoughts on why you feel that way. Right. Like you feel the way that you feel not just the 10 because it's some shit you saw on social media. And I'll, I'll give you some ideas if somebody will, you know, probably feel bad about this, like cancel culture. We, we don't cancel people for long. Like Chrissy Teigen has been canceled pretty much every three weeks for the past four years. She's done something to just be canceled. And what happens is she goes on the apology tour for two weeks. She disappears for a week and then she's right back on Twitter and she says something dumb again. And then she's just like completely like back in the cycle. So, you know, I'm just using her as an example to say this. The people who get canceled aren't your favorites. Like, 
we will cancel people just for the sake of canceling them because it's cool. We, we treat this shit like how we would treat like reruns of TV shows. You're like, you know what? Like that was fun the first two or three times I watched it, but you know, time number four, nah, I'm okay. Like let, let's next channel. That's how, you know, we treated cancel culture. That's how we treat relationships. That's honestly just how we treat everything. We've gotten to wars about like, what's the best burger. We've gotten into wars about like, you know what? Like, why do we not eat here anymore? It's like, why do you not eat there anymore? Is it because everybody else has said, you know what? Since we don't eat there anymore, you shouldn't eat there anymore. I heard somebody say five guys burgers just because they're expensive. I ain't eating there no more. Well, guess what? They're the best fucking burgers I've had out of all the burger spots. So I'm going to keep eating at fucking five guys. I'm not going to let, you know, 10, 15 people tell me that, you know what? I'm not going to eat at five guys because they feel like since it's expensive. No, you just might be broke that week and it's completely fucking fine. But you're not going to tell the rest of the world just because you can't afford it that the rest of the world shouldn't like that shit. Or just because you can't do what the rest of the world shouldn't. Or just because you can't date that person or be with that person that they shouldn't. And it, it, it just really, it bothers me with social media. And that's the main source of this. Like, that's why I guess like Shannon and I, we really, really enjoy stereo and we enjoy podcasting because we can say what the fuck we say we can close our phones we can close our microphones and you know break down setups and stuff like that and we said exactly what the fuck we said and the only people that can judge us are the people who review and you know rank us like one to five in like the itunes store and shit like that but the thing is like we still said it so if we said something three years you know from now and five years from now that you just heard for the first time you're like you know what like that that it didn't age well. And it's like, you know what? But we said it. That's how we felt at that time. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that. Like, people are able to grow and evolve and be the people that you are presented with today. But people are just so quick to just be like, you know, like, nah, fuck that. That's why you hear, like, the comedians, the Dave Chappelle's, the, like, even Chris Rock, like, they're canceling people for honestly trying to entertain not just you and your little bubble, but millions of fucking people. Like they're not going to hit, they're not going to hit all cylinders. And that's what comedy is. That's what, like, more, like imagine like basically goes on a live show. He's done this often recently as well. He'll go and do a comedy skit or do a show or something like that. And it'll be think pieces written by somebody who just honestly never even watched the fucking special. And I think that's what pisses me off. And I'm, I'm going to keep this really brief. There will be people who honestly didn't even bother to watch the special or know exactly who the fuck that person is. They just know for a fact that social media told them they shouldn't like the shit. So they think piece and soapbox about the shit. Because you know what? According to blank, I shouldn't like that shit. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to go check that shit out. Because you know what? They said they might not like it. But you know what? I was actually kind of entertained by that shit. That, that's what bothered me. Like Richard Pryor. There was a tweet, like, you know, when they were talking about Mike Epps going and playing him in the thing. and everything. They were like, Mike Epps isn't even a funny comedian, blah, 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 blah. And why do you need to do a bio, you know, a biopic of Richard Pryor? Who in the hell is he? It's like, okay, if you're, do you, you remember this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So mind you, people were asking, like, who is Richard Pryor to get his own biopic? And I was like, okay, so if you're, if you have to ask who he is, that means that you honestly don't even have a scope of any fucking thing. You, right. you didn't even go and do your research. And that right there, the fact that you didn't do your research, like you couldn't pull out your phone and just Google that shit, bothers me. It's like, like you, you have all the material to actually inform yourself, but there are a lot of people who don't even want to be informed. They just rather just make miscalculations and just say shit because that's how they felt at the moment. 
And then when they're corrected later on, it's like, no, nah, I said what I said. No, you were wrong the first time. Fuck, like, no. But again, not the show for that. We got voicemails, though. I'm going I'm to just be quiet after that. All right, let's go. Let me ask you guys. What do you think about the comedian uh, Michael Rappaport? What do you think about him? Um, I think he just says whatever is his opinion in a very mm-hmm. rough way. It mm-hmm. rubs a long way, but at the same time, I respect him for being loud about what his opinion is, despite people having a problem with him. Yeah. Um, I'll make my brief. What All I'll say is we were cool with him until we weren't cool with him. And mm-hmm. me, I'm, <laughs> like, you know, he was invited to the cookout. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was he was cool as shit until, you know, the divorce and all that other stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, nah, we can't have him around anymore. It's like, yo, like, if, if we're that quick to just go ahead and just, like, eliminate people because of one thing, I won't be around y'all. That's why a lot of people don't want to be famous anymore. Just give me the money. Yeah. Just give me the money. Trust me. If Spotify ever paid Shannon and I to do loudmouth stereo, like, you know what? We're going to give y'all fucking, you know, a million dollars every year to do loudmouth stereo. That's just going behind the paywall so fucking fast. I ain't yeah. checking no reviews. I'm deleting Twitter. I'm like, yo, y'all catch the episode every Wednesday. Man, <laughs> you, you, you heard it here first. Like, that, that's, the, that's the one thing I always tell people. I'm like, yo, like, I'm not here to be famous. I'm here to get my content off and honestly just enjoy my life. That's why none of my tweets from fucking 2009, 2010 will ever be deleted. Um, if I apologize, I apologize for it, but we're going to move the fuck on because people don't realize like, yo, you can actually grow from the shit you said before, but you don't have to go and completely like have revisionist history as a result. Right. People will be expecting like, yo, like you said this shit, is this you? You said this in fucking 2011. I'm like, yo, it is 2021. You spent more time out of your day looking for some shit that I said 10 years ago than I did actually typing what I said. Listen, and I'm surprised their thumbs didn't fall the fuck off the mm-hmm. way we be tweeting because that's a lot of scroll through. But yeah, I'm, listen. I'm sick of that. Also, like people pulling up shit that people said 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and be like, wasn't you the same person that said this? Yes, I was. Yep. Keyword was past tense, ain't no more. Today's a different day. Like, who's holding against me what I did when I was seven? Yeah, but you, you want to know what's so funny though is a lot of the shit that was said, at least by me, I can't speak for Shan, but a lot of the shit that I said in t- 2009, 2010, 2011, honestly, at, at that certain point, I meant that shit. And to this day, I probably still mean that shit because looking back at it 10 years later, I'm looking at it like, yo, you know what? That, that actually wasn't half bad. That, that's, that's okay. That's actually fine to say. In, in, the, in the scope of things, not because it's disrespectful or something like that, it's just more so it's like, oh, that's the world that we lived in then. The world has evolved by that. And just like you want to do changes and you grow up and you learn things, I learn things as well. So there's less things that I'm actually going to say and do as a result of growth, as a result of learning things. But a lot of people, they don't want you to learn from your mistakes. They just want you to accept that you fucked up and just sit in that. She's like, you know what? Yeah, I fucked up 10 years ago, but guess what? I could never just be a new person. I don't want to say a new person, but a more mature person, a person who's learned from mistakes. They don't want that. They're just like, no, fuck that. Like, 
you were that person from fucking 2010. You could never change. I'm like, yo, like the what? way like, this they, is not- the way they did Michael Vick. Man, listen, the way they still do him. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think this man murdered somebody. You got away with it. Yeah. The the rule is yo, like if if you try to change, but you're not some if you're not that person's fave, you can't change. You are just who the fuck you were when you woke up in the morning. As if like you wake up every day and your life is on a loop from that tweet. If you tweeted in 2011, hey, this, this, that, and the third. That is what you said. And if it disrespected that one person, that one community, or you know, just anybody in general, that is who you are and you can't change. Even though you're looking back like, yo, like I've changed so much. They don't see it like that. All they see is a tweet or the vid, you know, the visual in front of them. Even if, like there was a lady, I forgot who it was. Oh my god, I cannot remember her name. But there was a celebrity that she was shitting on, like absolutely shitting on. She was shitting on this person on Twitter for 10 fucking years. Hey, this person would go and subtweet them, talk shit about them. Then she finally met the person. And the, she met the person, and the person knew exactly who she was. And she was like, oh, I've read your tweets before. They were really disrespectful. They kind of hurt my feelings and things like that. And she realized that the lady that she was talking shit about on Twitter for X amount of years was actually a really nice person. And what she did, instead of going and saying, you know what, I'm going to go and delete my tweets and things like that, she said, you know what, I just apologize. I apologize for what I said because it disrespected her and it hurt her feelings, but I didn't know that person. And You know, you can't dictate every single person how they want to feel about everything. But if I said something to you directly that hurt you, and you address it like it actually hurt me and let me know, then it's a little bit easy. But Twitter and social media don't say, you know what, you hurt my feelings. A lot of people just like, yo, you disrespectful motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's not how you approach things. Because you know what happens? When you try to address things in a like uh, amped up attitude, you're going to be met with that same fucking energy. And me, I know how I am. I just block shit out you. You can argue all you want on your own timeline. But that's just me. Michael Rapaport is that quintessential loudmouth, brash, opinionated New Yorker. You know, he's uh, he's funny as shit. Uh, talented dude, actor and all that. But he's like your man. Like, not everybody likes him, but you rock with him. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he's unapologetic. He is who he is. He's real. And that's uh, that's him in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. We, I think Shan and I can agree on this. Like, I'd rather you be exactly who you are than fake, and then I find out who you are later on. Like, I, I just don't want to be like, you know what? Like this person, you know, they cool. Like, you know, Michael Rappaport is cool, but we all we all knew he had like a, there was something about him. But the thing is, as long as you are playing your fucking position. Nobody is going to go and just like treat you bad until you do something disrespectful. And the moment you do something disrespectful, everybody's like, all right, well, there we go. Like, that's all I needed. Like, for me, mine was Friday. Like, you know, I, I tried to give Kanye, and Shane can tell you, I tried to give Kanye chance after fucking chance after fucking chance. After, yo, Friday, I was disrespected so fucking much. I said, I'm done. I'm absolutely fucking done. He, he does shit, and I didn't, like, you know what, I, I'm not going to make this the kind of shit. All I'm going to say is a lot of people will show you their true colors, and you can give them however many strikes you want, but it's all on you. So, 
Again, it's all in the contract. Put it in writing. Mm. Next message. The world has just become way too soft. Parents have to start letting kids be kids and stop letting them watch adult films and adult TV make their ass watch cartoons and go to bed at 8 o'clock at night and not be up after dark. Because the new millennium are the ones that have this so-called cancel culture. Fuck all that. Grown ups be grown ups, kids be kids. Yeah. And then another thing is like these apps and stuff that these kids be having on their phones and their iPads, it be turning them into slight Karens whenever they feel like their feelings is hurt or somebody says something in a game that they don't like. Oh, let me report this. Let me report this person. Or I don't like this post on this person's thing. Let me report this. And it's like this tattletale shit. Mm -hmm. But the reality is if I don't like what this person is saying and they keep saying it and there's nothing to prevent this person from saying this to me on here, why don't I just delete this game? That right there. That right there. Same thing now with adults. If I don't like what these two people are doing over here and I'm on my way to work, why would I not get in my fucking car and go to work and mind my business? But why would I be late for work so I could tell these people, I, I, do, do you have a, a uh, permit to sell lemonade today? Bitch, take your ass to work. Take your <laughs> ass to work. Take, take your ass back in your house and stop meddling in people's shit. Same thing today. There's a video of this lady going up to this girl on her bike when she was talking to one of her clients where she was giving her hair and she's upset with her and she doesn't want her to do that outside near where she is because it looks like a drug deal. And the girl is like steadily showing her like, I have hair. I'm giving my client the hair that they ordered. This is not a drug deal. What are you talking about? And she's just over there just talking, 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 talking in her face. I'm just like, yo, what people do to other people, nobody would be able to do it to them and them have that understanding. Why is it so hard to just mind yours? Exactly. Now, hold on. We, we, we a little bit over the two hour mark. We need to reintroduce the show. Get ready for part two of the show. So, Shan, what are they listening to? You are listening to Loudmouth Stereo. That's why it's LMS at the top. Uh, we are talking about the real contract, meaning the real relationship contract. Everybody has their do's and their don'ts and their what I'm not about to tolerate in that shit. Um, if you don't have one, you're probably wasting your time with a bunch of people. Your filtering system is probably fucking off. Um, or you just don't care enough to figure out what it is that you like. And if you can't put what it is that you need and you want and you don't want on a piece of paper, again, that is also on you. But you're a bit calm, a bit more calm when you meet people and they don't fall in line on the things that you don't 
on the things that you want and you don't want versus you having no clue with clarity on what you do and you don't want. So you entertain anybody. Mm. So I don't know. It's just something to talk about. Greg shared his, I shared mine. And now we're just going through the messages. If you would like to listen to Loudmouth Stereo on the Stereo app, not the Stereo app. Oh, yes, you can listen to the Stereo app. But we're also on our own podcast on your podcast platform. So if you put in Loudmouth Stereo pod, it'll pop up. You'll see Greg, you'll see myself, and it'll be episodes that we've done on here. Um, And smaller increments because this might be over two hours, but... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you one whole two hour show and expect you to listen to the whole thing. I'll break it up sometimes. Um, so you can listen to it a bit quicker in increments, but we're going to continue going through the messages. If you have things that you would put in your relationship contract or things that you must have in a relationship with somebody and they must be aware of before they say, yes, this is what I want. Share it, drop a message and let us know what that is because You deserve to be able to say to someone freely, I want this. I do not want this. I will not accept this. And if they want to be offended, then that's fine. But you should never feel guilty about being able to communicate to someone about what it is that comes with you. Exactly. All right. I'm going to go please messages. Yeah, you hit it right. The nail right on the head. She gets it. And and you said it too, Hey Greg, after, um, People don't want to hear other opinions. It's, it's crazy, you know? Like, you see it with the whole, um, uh, you know, LGBT and trans, and nothing against, you know, those those people at all. Um, but a lot of times um, I see that, you know, they, they don't show you the same respect that they demand, right? Like, okay. the minute you disagree with them, they, they, you know, they won't shake your hand, they won't talk to you. Um, and it's, you know, it's because, like you said, people don't want to hear opinions that don't agree with them and you know they find the forum they find the group they find everything you know and they surround themselves with you know the same opinions and they just elevate themselves like that mm-hmm. so and, i mean oh, a sidebar um there was the, uh, there's a video going around where this guy is like um on the side of the street with a sign and the sign says um, you need you still need a man and a woman to create life mm-hmm. the right way or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. this gay guy walks up to the guy and he says, "Um, can you explain your sign to me?" And he was like, "Well, it depends on what your stance is." And he was like, "What does that mean? It, it depends on what your stance is. What is your stance?" on um on marriage or uh men and women being like the the original designer some shit like that and he was like he was like why well i'm a gay white male um and i believe that anybody should be able to marry and and have whatever family they want and he was like fine i am a white a lesbian woman and the man is clearly black that has the sign right and he was mm-hmm. like no you're not and he, he was like yes I am I'm a gay white lesbian woman and he was like so you're just making a mockery he's like no but if you were born 
And they told your mother, congratulations, you have a girl or you have a boy. They didn't say, congratulations, you have a gay boy. So over time, you discovered through your self-discovery that you feel that you are a gay male, which is fine. That's Mm -hmm. who you feel like you are. So you can't tell me that I cannot feel like I am a lesbian white woman. And he was so upset that this black man kept saying, hi, I am a lesbian white woman. And that logic, it means it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. can't tell you who you are by your sexual orientation from the jump. But over time, mm-hmm. as an adult, you feel as though you identify with this and these are this is who you're attracted to. And this is just how you are. You are who you are. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you are choosing to say that you are. And that is your personal opinion. If you have a personal opinion about yourself and you want people to respect it, you have to be able to respect other people's personal opinion about themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, like the listener who left the voicemail, I'll, it's it's no longer that way. It's, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Like, I can do it. I can say it. But God forbid you do. And it's not just the LG, you know, it's not just the LGBTQ community, but there are a lot of people in general, like, you know, in politics and, you know, in gender and race and things like that, where it's just like, you know, if you say anything like you are condemned and it's not saying like you know it's a good or a bad thing it's just more so it's like they want you to keep it to yourself but they can be the most vocal and it's like wait a minute like so you can just say whatever the fuck you want to say that that's fine but the moment i say something even if it's not contrary to what you say it's just my personal belief my personal stance on how i feel i can't feel and instead of them saying no you can't feel they're just like no but you're not thinking about us you're not thinking about my community it's like but right now, I'm not thinking about any community. I'm thinking my thought. And yeah. that's the difference. And it's like, you know, like it's, a, it's a little bit different when you're being derogatory towards a community. When I, when I think of that, it's like when someone says, for example, like, all lives matter. Like, when someone says something like, like that, I already know they're going and, you know, kind of like, you know, shining like a flashlight on their own personal trauma like they don't want to acknowledge one thing so instead of acknowledging one thing they just go into a completely other tangent and it's like okay you can be over there and that's fine for you to be over here i'm going to acknowledge what i acknowledge over here the difference though is instead of you acknowledging what you acknowledge over there you bring what you acknowledge over here to our table and it's like yo like you purposely came over here with the malicious intent of completely bucking whatever the fuck we have going on here that's all you have the, the term Karen, you have the, you know, even like even with all lives matter at, you know, a certain extent, it's like, you know, exactly what the fuck they meant, what they meant. Black lives matter. You knew what they meant and you decided to go and do all lives matter and blue lives matter. Yes, your fucking life matters. But right now we're not reflecting on the fact that your life matters. We're reflecting on the fact that you completely disregarded the fact that black lives do just as well. You're, you're taking the turn. You're taking the turn black and just reflecting it on you and saying, you know what? I'm not black. They're saying Black Lives Matter, so that means my life doesn't. That's absolutely not what the fuck they mean. 
So, you know, even with like LGBTQ, without being disrespectful to that community, like the fact that I even have to preface that is kind of it's like it's bogus to me. But whatever. Um, I just feel like us, we've gotten to the point where we're kind of like we're laying the carpet as we're walking. Mm-hmm. It's like we were just trying to make sure that we just don't go and step into the rain puddle. And it's like I, I just I'm I'm sick of it. Like I I just don't want to be in that position where like I'm always stepping on hot coals to honestly have a conversation for understanding or honestly just trying to just be who I am without disrespecting others and people being offended at the fact that honestly, like I'm not even bothering you. You're just bothered at what I'm saying that has absolutely nothing to do with you. So that, that, I'll leave that there because somebody will say something and feel away about it. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> with the whole, I love I, all lives matter thing. You know, I, I hate that. Right. It's because feels to me at least right and this is my opinion it feels so ignorant right it's like you know if you're if you're going driving down a neighborhood and there's a house that's on fire you don't ignore that house and say well you know um all houses matter well you focus exactly. on the house that's on fire right exactly um and right now there's in, in the united states the the racism towards black people is just just you know uh, insane right and, and it's been like that for far too long and it needs to stop and then so you know saying all lives matter just does not help at all yeah it, it's just like go ahead yeah, it, yeah i was just gonna say it's just like it's like a black eye it's like a smear on shit that honestly you didn't even need to smear you just you stay where you are and enjoy where you are you don't even have to say certain shit and it's okay but the thing is, everybody has to have like a response to it. It's like nobody asked you. Mm-hmm. You 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 intentionally went out of your way to go to a community that wasn't thinking about you, that didn't care about you, and more importantly, like did not need you. There are literally terms for things where it's like, yo, there's a community who honestly is being taken, their shit is being stripped away because you feel like you have to insert yourself. The biggest one that I can think of is fucking gentrification. When you think of gentrification, you never think of like, you know, a minority or, you know, a, you know, a a widely known group, like even like the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ community, like them being stripped away because of their community. It's always being like, you know what, like we're OK in our bubble or who we are and you're coming here. And intentfully going and disrespecting us. We were okay where the fuck we were. You came here. It's it's like if you went to somebody's house and he told you, you know what? Please just take your shoes off at the door. And you say, you know what? I don't have any socks on, so I just have to keep my shoes on. I understand your premise, but the rules are the fucking rules when you are here. You just said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to walk around with my shoes on and it just rained outside. That, that's how it feels like. So, so when I when I see people disrespected, in my personal opinion, when it comes to like BLM, I won't make this that type of show because this is not that show. But when I hear people, when we talk about Black Lives Matter as a black man, when I hear this shit, I'm like, okay, I would love to hear your thought process so I can avoid you forever. Like when I've, I've got to no 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 bullshit. Like when I hear people, you know, say the the shit like, well, I have a black friend. Or, you know, like, you know, my friend doesn't do that. It's like, yo, like, I get that you have a black friend, but has your black friend corrected you? Have they taught you? 
And to me, it actually annoys me a little bit when you hear like racism and when you hear things. And again, this is not that show, but when you have to go and be asked to teach someone some shit that's readily available, like we didn't have to our entire fucking lives being the black community have to sit in an education system who was trying to teach us some shit that either wasn't true or things that were like amended or edited. I mean, we, we have critical race theory going on now, but that's a whole nother story for another day. What I'm saying is like, I'm not here to teach. And I'm sure the LGBTQ community, they're not here to teach us. We're just supposed to understand. And a lot of people feel like in order to understand, they have to be taught. No, you're supposed to shut up, do your own research with the red, you know, the readily identifiable things such as Google, your own friends, or honestly, just being a, I don't say being a part of the community, but go into those spaces Learn from those spaces. That way you can be a better person. If people can't do that shit, then we're just going to be stuck exactly where the fuck we are. So tying this into the conversation that we're having, you know, before we wrap it up about contracts, like I want to add one thing about the contract. Like you are the person you were when you came into a relationship or situationship, you know, a friends with benefits situation, but you can change. You can evolve. You can honestly learn from the person that you're with. So the biggest like little takeaway I want to take for the show, for anybody who is listening, when it comes to contracts, contracts can be changed depicted on how you behave. Mm. You, you can learn from the person that you're with. You can learn from the people that you're around. And the contract can be amended based off of your behavior. It's like school. If you know for a fact that day one, you go and the teacher tells you, you know what? Everybody starts at 100 percent. Either you can keep the 100 percent or you can fail. But it's all up to you. The contract is all up to you. Either you can honor the contract and you say, you know what? Everything floats because everybody's getting what they want. You get what you want. They get what they want. Or you can fail. You can completely say, you know what? That contract doesn't matter. Fuck it. And if the contract doesn't matter, then that person is liable to honestly cut your ass off. And at that point, that, that's all I have to say. I just, I, I really wish people just write contracts. Please, yeah. just write them down. And then also, if you're single and you have no one to give your contract to, that's fine. Still write down what you want out of a companion. It's pointless to spend energy on what you don't want. That's negative. Focus on what you want. Write it down. Whether it's a book, whether it's a piece of paper, whether it's some sticky notes. And then once you write it down, it's kind of like making it real that, okay, if a person does not align with these things, I know not to give that my time. Mm-hmm. Facts. Well, I, th- I think we did a show, Shane. We did a great show. Yes. We approaching was it two hours and 20 minutes so honestly i think we could just make this one big episode i think this should just be something that we don't even have to split it it was so good people need to just hear everything in one cohesive episode at least on my side okay this is gonna be one episode um let these people know where they can find us and then you know we'll get about it all right so my name is shan she gets a pod so be on big podcast a book on the go um cozy womb podcast if you're a parent you might like that podcast the real relationship report with dungeon who is also on the stereo app 
and La Wild Stereo, which is what you have tonight with Greg. And Greg is from Young, Black, and Bothered, which is its own podcast on your podcast platform. Look it up, subscribe, and don't forget to leave a review. Thank y'all for coming here. Thank y'all for leaving y'all messages and just really giving us your point of view on the real contract and a relationship contract and what you want and you don't want and the whys behind it. We appreciate it. You can find us on the stereo app every Wednesday and Saturday at nine 30. If we're not going to do a show, we will let you know, preferably on my IG page at, at she gets a pod. I will let you know if we're not doing a show or if you're looking to see if we are, you can check the stereo app. If you subscribe, or you can check the Twitter or the IG. I usually post it on what shows is coming up in the story and on my page. Either way, if you want to hit Greg up, you can find Greg on here or mm-hmm. in Twitter streets. If you want to hit me up, you can find me on Twitter here or she gets it pod at gmail.com or on um, IG. But I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for another successful show for the Mouse Stereo Podcast. And if you have any questions or suggestions or topics that you would like us to do, let us know. Absolutely. So until Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, subscribe, like all that other shit. And then we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.